Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First-time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a different kind of show, a place where you don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you, your curiosity. Yes, live and direct right now on the TuneIn radio app. Search End of Days and you'll find the 24-7 network. My guest tonight is Alfred Weber. He is a graduate of Yale Law School. He's worked at the Stanford Research Institute. He is also the author of numerous books, such as My Journey Landing Heaven on Earth and The Omniverse, Transdimensional Time Travel, The Afterlife, and The Secret Colony on Mars. Alfred is a longtime journalist who has appeared in numerous media outlets. Once again, thank you for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Greetings, boys and girls. Tonight I'll be covering a plethora of topics with my guests. And of course, I'll be taking your calls if you are brave. What a week it's been yet again. I hope you listening out there are indeed safe. Some of our listeners are from Hawaii. Certainly feels like the end of days for those out there, right? This is a good reminder that anything can happen on this island Earth. Memories of the great quake that happened here in my own backyard. Now, I believe my guest is ready to go. Let me patch him in here. Alfred, how are you? Good, good. Thank you. How you been? Uh, you know, things are very active, very busy. Um, it would actually be a very good time if we weren't that busy because uh, it's a very worrisome time. I mean, in the exopolitics business, but that's what it is. I mean, we can't deny it. Understood, yes. And thank you for spending some of your evening here with us all. Oh, listen, this is... This is a very, very uh, dangerous time. I must tell you that <clears throat> I was just on earlier uh, today with <clears throat> Emily Windsor-Craig, and she's an extraordinary woman. She is the daughter of King Edward VIII, <clears throat> uh, and uh, who was known otherwise as the Duke of the Duke of Windsor, and. She agreed. We were uh, talking about – she's a galactic historian and author, and uh, she agreed that we are at a very dangerous time, and uh, we were talking about the danger of nuclear war on planet Earth, but not only any nuclear war, a nuclear war that would destroy the planet. Um, and she pledged, along with one of our previous 
uh, guests and colleagues, uh, the great granddaughter of President, U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower, Laura Eisenhower, that right. they would both. Yes. Yeah, they, they would both walk into the Oval Office with a petition, uh, to abrogate the Greata Treaty, the secret treaties that the U.S. government has signed with the Draco Reptilians, the Orion Greys, and the Anunnaki Reptilians that have led this planet to the precipice of self-destruction and made it a pedocriminal planet. And the reason why this has come to this crisis is uh, that we now have the uh, U.S. POTUS pull out of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. And the problem with that is that we now have evidence, and Emily Windsor Craig, who's a prolific author, prolific author, agreed that 700,000 years ago, uh, the planet Tiamat, which was a large verdant planet, uh, much larger than Earth, but a verdant inhabited planet in the third density like ours, there was a nuclear war there between uh, the reptilian and the human forces, and that's now the astronaut, the asteroid belt. Right. I've talked to Dr. John Brandenburg, actually, about that. Uh-huh. But, but, but hold on there. Before we jump so yeah. far into this, let's backtrack, uh, Alfred. There, there's so much to ask before we even dive into all these great topics. I'm very curious how you got involved into all of these, all these things, Alfred. You come from a well-decorated background. So I'm always curious how people, uh, normal people, because I, I see your background and I'm thinking, this guy is just a normal, regular guy. How on earth did he get tangled up in all this? That's a very good question. Uh, you could say that I was drafted. <laughs> you know, like readings. I'm from the Vietnam, the Vietnam generation. And back when they had a draft, <laughs> it's a different time. And, uh, basically in, uh, toward the end of 1972, I was general counsel of the Environmental Protection Administration. Of the city of, of the city of New York under Mayor John Lindsay. And, um, you know, we were busy at the beginning of the, uh, environmental movement, repassing statutes for air quality to protect the ecology as best we could in a, in an urban context. And at the same time, I was going through, uh, you know, I realized that the positivist, uh, you know, that we weren't really going to do what was necessary uh, just through laws and statutes. Uh, I was reading books like Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain and others where I realized that we were in a multidimensional reality and we were in a uninhabited universe. Uh, and so toward the end of 1972, John Lindsay, who was the mayor, and my immediate boss, Jerome Kretschmer, Lindsay decided to run for president of the U.S. Kretschmer decided to run for mayor, and I really didn't want to go into politics. I wanted to explore the multi-dimensional area. So uh, I met a professor of um, uh, experimental psychology at Rutgers, who was also uh, an expert in parapsychology and extraterrestrial issues. Yeah, and I. Um, left my position at the end of uh, 
1972 and sort of became, you know, just went into freelance. And uh, at in February of, of 1973, beginning of February, I had my first multidimensional experience, uh, uh, which in retrospect, I've now written a book about it. And in uh, January of 2017, uh gave a presentation which is on video now together with the US chrononaut time traveler Andy Mashago who was a physical witness to my extraterrestrial abduction. My goodness. How how old were you when this happened? Let's see, uh seventy uh I was born in forty two, so seventy nineteen uh seventy two uh forty two it must have been what, thirty years old. I see. And before this, Alfred, you, you haven't had any other type of experience, either paranormal or lights in the sky, anything of that nature? No, I, I wouldn't say so directly. I mean, I would have said, uh, you know, I've, I've had, you know, just the usual experience that, uh, uh, a person born in the forties, um, growing up in the fifties, I mean, uh, you know, would have had, but I didn't have a direct, uh, extraterrestrial experience. I see. So, so these things came later on in life for you. Yeah. And, Interesting. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And this was a, uh, a very remarkable type experience because as I recount both in my book journey, which is a book that describes all of this. And then in the, in the online, in the online presentation in the 1973, uh, uh, adduction, February of 1973 adduction, it was coordinated by the extraterrestrials. It was coordinated with, uh, uh, then governor, uh, well, not candidate Jimmy Carter was running for governor of Georgia and he was the same set of extraterrestrials that abducted me in, uh, in February of 1973, abducted him in, uh, January of 1969. Correct. Uh, at the Leary, Georgia Lions Club. And, uh, which then he reported during his 1973 campaign. And in the course of my abduction, when we went up, which then Andy Bishago, who was, uh, a U.S. time traveler and a U.S. uh, NASA Mars astronaut, he's been on the surface of Mars and et cetera. Uh, was actually abducted by the same extraterrestrials and shown my abduction so that he could come down and testify for, about it. He was actually shown it, so I've got witnesses. Yeah, this is a, a pretty, very important event. Very wild story. Yeah, it, it is, but it's thoroughly do- documented because I went on to be the director of the 1977 Carter White House Extraterrestrial Understood, yes. Study. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like the extraterrestrials went to care to say this is how we intervene to as Carter gets prepared to campaign for governor <coughs> then here's this guy and they you know we're coordinated and uh I really you know in in January February of 1973 was my first in- introduction to the ET area and then uh this was coordinated in a way such that uh after this abduction in February 1973, I come down 
and I go full time into this work, write a book on on the subject matter, which is published by G.P. Putnam's in uh, in um, June of 1973 uh, or so. It's on, on all the airport bookstores, uh, you know, and I'm on national television talking about this. It yeah. really pushes through to uh, a new um, new theories about what ET encounters are, and all of this is stuff I think which. I discussed and we coordinated in the course of the extraterrestrial abduction. Uh, that's at least my sort of working hypothesis. And during this, we coordinated with uh, the whole Carter campaign and uh, uh, the the uh, election of Jimmy Carter and uh, – you know, his victory over Gerald Ford, who after all was the, on the Warren Commission, counsel to the Warren Commission, the author of the single bullet theory, and a disgrace to the Yale Law School. I'm a graduate of the Yale Law School, you know, so he's like the corrupt side of Yale and the Yale Law School. So, uh, uh, so, uh, long story short, uh, in the fall of 1976, after the November election, this is where Carter and Ford fought it out, and it was the first presidential election in which extraterrestrial disclosure was part of the campaign. And uh, Mr. Carter had had, in fact, as as you know, uh, you know, made promises that if he was elected, he would have he would disclose the secret files. And, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way. It's a good segment, a good segue, rather. Good. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. And and um, and he was up against Gerald Ford, and Ford had been forced by the extraterrestrials because they had done a big UFO flap in Michigan in 1973, and his constituencies had demanded congressional hearings. It's interesting because Ford was a Michigan congressman, so right. they were holding his feet to the fire because yeah. they knew that he was crooked because he had been on the Warren Commission, yes. and Indeed. he was a cabal lawyer. See, the ETs, the good ETs are on our side. You follow what I'm saying? Right. I, I've heard that there are different factions, both good and, uh, I guess, bad, you can say. Yeah. I mean, and I... I experienced all of this yeah. uh, during these these years, and uh, so after Carter won in November, I was up in New York, and I received a call one day from an associate, is an attorney, a prominent Atlanta attorney, associate of Mr. Carter, and he asked me uh, to meet me at the Carlisle Hotel in in New York, and I had just uh, spent time down in Washington D.C at the invitation of Congressman Henry B. Gonzalez, who was chairman of the, of the House Banking Committee, who asked me to come down there to help him get the House Select Committee on Assassinations going to investigate the assassination of John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, and Malcolm X, and which I did. And we went down there, and with the help of uh, Coretta Scott King and the Black Caucus, we got – that committee going and passed. And so this 
gentleman who was from Atlanta from a prominent law firm, which I recognized because uh, it was um, the son uh, the son of one of the senior partners had been one of my classmates at a prep school in Washington, D.C. that I went to. So I knew it was all legit. Yes. And and um, he met. He says, look, I've been sent as an emissary from President Carter to meet with you. And I said, oh, fine. And um, and he would like to uh, because you're working closely with the committee and you're close to Congressman Gonzalez uh, uh, and. Uh, he would like to remain in touch with the committee. At this stage, it was President-elect Carter, and this was in the transition. And I said, great. Uh, and so, uh, and so what, what people didn't know at the time, you see, John F. Kennedy and President Jimmy Carter are half-brothers. This is like the inner drama because... Yes, I had learned that just very late in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, this is like, you know, these are like the dark, these are very deep matrix forces, bloodlines that are battling, as well as spiritual forces. And so during the transition in December, he invited me down, this lawyer invited me down to a dinner at Capitol Hill, in one of the townhouses, to meet with some of Carter's inner circle. They call themselves JC and Twelve Apostles. Interesting uh, name. Yeah, yeah, because... There was a, you know, this is, this was, this is a campaign that was led by, it was interdimensionally led and, uh, with a lot of light behind it. And so I went there that evening and I walked in and they say, you gonna work for Peanut? <laughs> Cause that's what they called it. Right. Peanut. And so we met and it was a very edifying evening, believe me. Uh, and, during that time, it occurred to me that that, and I'm sure you see, I, I I was participating at two different levels. One level was in 3D, and the other level was my higher self, which had gone into the ships in the abductions, where Jimmy Carter, myself, and then Andy Bishago, the um, the chrononaut and the Mars astronaut who had been abducted by the same group of ETs in 1975 to where he he had been shown the documentation of the whole thing and photographs of the whole thing by the extraterrestrials. And all of this is documented in his presentation at this conference in Washington State on uh, July uh, 31st, 2017. Now, uh, uh, so... There at that dinner in Capitol Hill, it occurred to me that this was the occasion for the first truly civilian extraterrestrial study of extraterrestrial communication with the United States. Because everything up until that time had been military and intelligence agency contained and matrix contained. Namely, that when Gerald Ford had started when Gerald Ford had started his congressional investigation in 1973 as a result of the 1973 UFO uh, flap. Guess who he had brought in as his prime witness? Robert McNamara, Secretary of Defense in the in the Vietnam War, who's the biggest fraud going, who said, 
Oh, there are no UFOs. It was all swamp gas, right? Yes. It, it, so I was there, in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway. Yeah, that, that reminds me that numerous presidents have all had sightings. So it's kind of unusual. Even, uh, well, I'm glad you mentioned this because now I'm a little triggered myself. Uh, the Clintons wanted me, uh, wanted to be the first UFO disclosure president. If I am following correctly from what, uh, Stephen Bassett had told me, uh, even way back in the nineties, but he claims that Bill was always stonewalled. So he was not able to do such a thing. Um, and of course, later on, you had seen both. Uh, Bill, he, he talked about that, uh, on the media and, uh, so did Hillary. She had been photographed with some sort of book. Well, I, I you see Davies. that, that is, that is the, in my humble opinion, that is the manipulatory false greed that is put out by the Rockefeller, uh, parties of which the, uh, Clintons are part of, i.e., the Clintons are tools of the Rockefellers, the Rothschild Rockefeller, who uh, who uh, run the dark side of the secret space program. And this is where it gets very dicey. And if I could just take some time to explain. Oh, of course, of course. I was just very, very curious what your thoughts were about all of that. Even some people imagined that perhaps if she was elected president, that she would bring disclosure. Some people, some folks out there were actually uh, led to believe that. I, I personally don't believe that one bit. I'm not exactly a big Hillary supporter, to be completely honest with you, my friend. No, 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 no. You see, there's a war going on now within, quote, the disclosure movement, and uh, the – and the CIA has been very active, in my humble opinion, uh, to make sure that they've created a false disclosure movement uh, that is kind of a shadow disclosure movement that shadows all of the authentic uh, disclosure personalities, all of whom are adductees of the extraterrestrials that are very active in this area. And the the authentic presidents involved in disclosure to date have been John F. Kennedy and Jimmy Carter. And the presidents involved in cover-up have been Gerald Ford, Vice President Nelson Rockefeller, uh, and then all of the time travel pre-identified presidents who have been Bush 1, uh, uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. You forgot LBJ. He's always been in on it. Right. You know he uh, has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, that's a big blank in my, in my, uh, uh, lexicon because his name hasn't come up to date. That's what, the, that's what worries me the most. That's why I'm thinking he knew a lot. Yeah. And, and if anyone and, was going to profit off of anyone's death, it was going to be him. Yeah, and he was part of the Kennedy assassination, of course. Of course, right. Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, you see, uh, uh, going back to the testimony of the, of the secret, the CIA secret time travel program, uh, which began around 1965, uh, at which they developed chronovisors, which were under contract with the Vatican, 
and which then were contracted to DARPA and the CIA. Chronovisors are like uh, either TVs, two, two-dimensional TV sets or 3D sort of plasma sets. Uh, because we're in a time-space hologram, every event in time-space has an address like ABCD. In other words, in, in time you have uh, ABCD is your address in time. And then your, your address in time space is ABCD, excuse me, ABC is your address in time and that in space and then ABCD is your address in time. So that you can dial up any event in time space, past and future, and with the technology of a chronovisor, access it. And, uh, that technology, which the Vatican has had for a long time, uh, was contracted to the CIA and DARPA around 1960, around the mid, around the mid 1960s. And around 1971, uh, it was implemented into a presidential pre-identification program such that the presidents from George H.W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, Bush to Barack Obama and, uh, uh, the current POTUS, Donald J. Trump are all pre-identified and then briefed around 1971 that they were going to be future presidents. And we have eyewitness testimony from whistleblowers from the program who were present at those briefings. Yeah, that's not surprising to hear. Yeah. And, and, uh, one of the things that the, uh, uh, that the, uh, DARPA CIA time travel program did is they took my exopolitics book, which was published in 2005, and they time traveled it back from 197, from 2005 back to 1971. And, uh, because, and Andy Bishago, the time traveler, it was shown to him in 1971. He was part of the project then. And he was seated at a table uh, with his father, who was his handler in the program, and another person. And they brought it out of a satchel, which is a satchel that they use to bring top security uh, artifacts that they bring from the future to the past. And out popped Exopolitics by Alfred Lamarmont Weber. This is a book brought from 2005 back to 1971. Concurrently, then, they asked me in 1971 – Unwittingly, I had a guy call, call me up. Part of my job was to go out and to give lectures on the environment. So I got a call one day to give a lecture to, on the environment, and I said, sure. And I, But when the person showed up, he was very different from the housewives and students. It was a man in a suit. We traveled for a couple of hours, and we came to a nondescript office building on the second floor, and there were 40 or 50 and uh, these were, we later surmised, officers of DARPA and CIA time travel pre-identification program in 1971 who were conducting what we call time travel surveillance on me. They, they, they had a copy of the book that I would write and publish in 2005 called Exopolitics, and they wanted to see what I looked like in 1971. You follow me? Yeah, somebody was trying to call in. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no, that's fine. So this is the type of stuff that was going on. But not only that, to give the further wrinkle, the further wrinkle is that 
like Bill and Hillary, I'm a graduate of the Yale Law School. And Bill and Hillary matriculated into the Yale Law School in 1971. I graduated from the Yale Law School in, um, in 1967. And in 1966, Governor Winthrop Rockefeller, who is Bill and Hillary's sponsor, political sponsor in Arkansas, and some people say Bill's daddy, although other people say no, he's not. Mm. Gang stalked me oh, wow. in the Yale Law School faculty lounge. Jeez. You follow me? It all comes so, full circle. Yeah, it's, it's full circle. Wow. So, so the Rockefellers, because Henry Alfred Kissinger was Richard Nixon's national security advisor, and the whole time travel program was under President Richard Nixon, and Henry Alfred Kissinger was the Rockefellers, you know, gushba, he leaked all of this stuff, and because, and because that a DARPA CIA time travel program was actually carried out on the campuses of Exxon, because the Rockefellers treat the CIA like their private company, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds have been using CIA time travel to run their empire and run the world. Do you get it? Oh, yes. And we'll get back into the CIA in a second here. Um I believe we're yeah. joined by another soul here. Um, Eric, is that you? Oh, great. Yes, it is. Did you have a question for our friend Alfred here? I do. Alfred, uh, pleasure to talk to you. We have many mutual friends, but I've been dreaming of chatting with you. I have a question about Carter. Is this uh, Eric who? The Awakening Man. I'm, uh, I follow you on Twitter. Uh, we have is mutual this... friends. And... Okay. Ahead, I, it, yeah. it's, not, it's not Professor Eric Carlstrom, is it? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I just had to check. They just sound alike. Don't worry. Okay. No, no, I, I respect, uh, no, I'm a, let's just say I'm a junior researcher, but I put a lot of time and effort and I've done a lot of research. Okay. Your... okay. <laughs> but you know, when I talk, get a chance to talk to someone like yourself, I mean, Jesus, if I, if I could go into a time travel crap, uh, capsule and get 20 years of intel, then I would come out as you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Alfred's a wealth of knowledge, actually. He is. He knows a lot. Uh, I know. I know. Just to let you know, I know Andrew Bashago. I know. Oh, uh, Andy, Johnson, sure. And Ken Johnston. Well, uh, Andy also. is. Yeah, Andy is actually. Andy is the is the is the uh, is the core. If it were not for Andy, we would not know all of this. Andy right. is the key whistleblower from Project Pegasus and from the. Uh, CIA Mars program. Yeah. And, and he is the key whistleblower. And now, and apart from him, I've also interviewed about eight, uh, 10 to 12 other whistleblowers, both from part Project Pegasus and from the Mars whistleblower program. And myself, I've become quantum entangled in all of these programs. And to extent I am a whistleblower also because. Right. And I think that CIA DARPA set this up back in 1971, so I would be. In fact, in that lecture in 1971, they were all making faces at me. I couldn't figure out. It was like cognitive dissonance. They were making faces at me. So I would remember that. So I would say, yeah, they were all making faces at me because they wanted all of this to come out on May 12, 2018. You follow what I'm saying? Interesting. 
Um, well, I, you know, Michael, just to let you know, uh, I owe you like a few donations because you allow me to call in and talk to these fabulous guests you got. Ah, well, I would appreciate that. Anything, anything I, helps to keep I, the live stream uh, going here. Yeah, if you decide to come out to Contact in the Desert, I just want to let you know on air, you you got a room and, and a meal and beverages covered for at least one night. Just so, I just want to throw that out there for you. Well, that's and Alfred, you too. Nice. If you want to fly in from Canada, I'll pick you up at the Palm Springs uh, International. <laughs> one night at the CITD, I mean, it would be, uh, I, I don't know, we've got 60 of the top speakers, and you would it would be an no, honor right. to have you there. Yeah, an honor yeah. To have you. Well, you know, there's, uh, I, I won't go into it, but I, I don't, I, I don't travel now, but I, I, wherever I'm invited, I will appear either by Skype or by any other remote, uh, hookup. By hologram. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay, sir. I'll do that too. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let me jump back to my question. Right. Go uh, ahead. I'm going to throw a name at you and I'm going to guess you've heard the name, but in case you haven't, yeah. uh, Dr. Peter Better. Does that ring a bell to you from the seventies? Peter Better. Is that B-E-T-T-E-R? It's B-E-T-E-R. B-E-T-E-R. Yeah. You know, that is the first time that that name has come across my desk. Okay, sir, you being the tremendous, uh, and I'm not blowing smoke. You please write that name down. I'm going to tell you. A, I am. A quick, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. That I personally found through my research, I found quite fascinating, and I'll try to make it short. Is uh, I found him on YouTube, and apparently he was doing before podcast, before radio in the 70s. He would record uh, these radio talks, is what he called them, and he would put them on cassette tape, and then he would mail them out to his listeners. That's how he got his message out. So oh, imagine that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have the Internet. Yeah. So, so he talked for several years. Uh, he was involved in politics. Uh, he worked on the McGovern campaign. Uh, he was involved in Congress and Senate. It's, I don't know the complete history of his background, but he was certainly – uh, rubbing elbows with the elite in the political industry in the 70s. And what he claimed, he was a, he was a Russian, uh, American born, but from a Russian family. Okay. okay the, a Bolshevik family, just to give you some tips here. And when he came and apparently, um, he had information about what Russia was doing. Okay. In the 70s. And, you know, we don't need to, unless you want to go into it or, or Michael wants to go into it, but we could talk about cloning. But what he talked about was the Russians created a technology and they called it organic robotoids where they weren't clones. They weren't humans. They were like a cross. Yes. Have you ever heard of organic robotoids? Uh, yeah. In fact, I think that I encountered them at the Russian embassy in Bern, Switzerland. Uh, they were kind of the guards there. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. uh, Carter, during his presidency, if you go back and you look at the transcripts and the records of what happened at the end of his presidency in, in, in the political industry, in the political field, is many people thought that he was losing his mind. They were worried about him. And it was reported by Dr. Peter Better, and you can find these archives on YouTube. It's, there's an eight-minute talk where he says that the Russians actually robotoid Carter. So at one point, the American public wasn't looking at the real Jimmy Carter. They were looking at a an organic robotoid that the Russians had created and put out. It's a long story, but let me tell you, it's a rabbit hole worth looking at. Okay, I I will look at that, and I will look at that, and I will put on my judge's hat. You know, I one yeah. of the hats. I'm I'm a five planet Gemini, so we kind of like have multiple things going. 
And one of my hats is, has been as a war crimes judge, and I was uh, a judge at the Kuala Lumpur War Crimes Tribunal, and uh, we found uh, 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 Tony Blair and um, and George W. Bush and Richard B. Cheney and their cabinet guilty of war crimes and genocide in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Guantanamo, Cuba. Uh, Going back to the eight, the seventies and the eighties, even if you really want to go way back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm familiar with evidence, and I'm familiar with taking evidence under advisement. So I'm going to take that evidence under advisement, because at the same time, I'm familiar with what uh, George H. W. Bush did with regard to the hostages in the election of 1980. And, uh, where they went, uh, uh, to Iran and to the government of Iran and made a deal with the government of Iran, which did two things. Uh, number one, first of all, uh, the, uh, the forces of George H.W. Bush and the shadow government, the shadow government being the CIA and the NSA sabotaged Jimmy Carter's uh, attempts to rescue the hostages. And I was in touch with Jody Powell and others at that time. Uh, I was uh, given the uh, press credentials in Mexico City by Jody Powell, and I attended the uh, state visit of Jimmy Carter and covered it uh, along with the uh, state visit of Giscard d'Estaing uh, to uh, um, to Mexico City with the president of Mexico. His wife, the president of Mexico's wife, was a UFO enthusiast. And I had uh, diplomatic and press credentials and spent six weeks as a closed spiritual enclave in Puebla, Mexico, with Pope John Paul II. Wow. And was, you know, I was up, I mean, we were like three or four feet away from each other. He was chunky like a boxer. I mean, it was like, <laughs> yes. he's, you know, this was like real life back then. It wasn't all this soundbite baloney back then. Ooh. It was still real life. And Jimmy Carter was real, man. He was real. It, you know, it I, let me just uh, uh, share it real quick. Uh, my, and I know nothing, but uh, yeah. just my intuition is if you go back even uh, to Nixon and Ford and you uh, yeah. just Carter, let's go through, uh, you know, the Bushes and the Clintons and so on. I, I, my impression of Carter was he was the one guy that I would say probably wasn't involved in trafficking or pedophilia. Listen, Carter, listen, we were up on the ships and down. This, this was, this is an, this is an operation of the galactic forces. This is the regional galactic governance council versus the reptilians. This is this is totally different. This has to do that 700,000 years ago, Tiamat was blown up and made into the asteroid belt. 75,000 to 700, we, we don't have the exact date. Mars, which was a verdant planet like ours, was blown up in, a, in, 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 a, in another reptilian human war and made into what it is now an obloid pumpkin with a, a thinned out atmosphere, no vegetation on the surface, just reptilians running around on the surface and about a million humans who are genetic cousins under the surface. And now we're backed up to the third, the third, third density planet life bearing, which is Earth. It's the only one left. And right now the reptilian forces are looking for a trifecta. 
in this yes. solar system to blow up. I got to ask you a question: Were, were the humans that that bombed uh, the reptilians on Mars were they Orions, to your knowledge? Plydeans. Plydeans. Okay. According to an interview that I did with a British elected official who claims he has a mantid and human soul, they were Plydeans. Now, would this have been about 50 to 52,000 years ago, or do you think a little beyond that? The estimates that I've heard is 700,000, 705,000, another estimate of 75,000. I've heard Mars, I've heard different estimates. We just issued an article on it a couple of days ago. The law of one says that the, which is a channeling, says that the, the, um, the, uh, Maldek explosion into the asteroids took place 700,000 years ago. Now, there was just a paper which was published in the UK Mirror saying that they found, uh, radioactive nuclides on Mars that resemble what you find with hydrogen bombs. And that that paper says that they're 75,000 years old, that those nuclei of hydrogen bombs are 75,000 years old. Yes. And by the way, Alfred, since you mentioned Law of One, it also states on there, souls like Trump will destroy Earth. Um, can you can you uh, clarify what you meant by that? Sure. Um, what we did there, if you go to that article, people can go to newsinsideout.com. And what we have there is James McCarty. James McCarty is the man who originally transcribed the, uh, he originally, uh, transcribed the, um, the channelings of the law of one, which was channeled by Carla Ruckert under this experimental supervision of Professor Don Elkins. And there's an 11 minute or so segment in which, uh, it's a, it's a video and, and, um, uh, James McCarty explains it there. And what he says is that what has occurred is that the souls, you see what, what, what the, is that the souls right. of the leaders that were involved in the nuclear war that resulted in the explo- in the disintegration of the planet uh Tiamat have now incarnated again in earth and that if they do not either spiritually awaken or are removed we're you know so so that we 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 somehow break this cycle of violence we're going to have the same thing happen again we're going to have a trifecta we're going to have a nuclear trifecta of Tiamat, Mars, and Earth. And that's what, I know this is going to sound outrageous, but that's why I believe that 2,000 years ago, we had an emergency landing of a paradise son of God, of the universe creator, Jesus of Nazareth, on this planet that said, I'm drawing a line in the sand. This this is not going to be. And that we are sort of the paratroopers. We, we light workers are the emergency paratroopers in that. And, and that what we have is Trump, President Xi of China, the North Korean, Putin, Netanyahu, the Yahoo, uh, Pakistan and, and, uh, India, all the nuclear proliferation. These are unconscious souls that are coming in and they're gonna, and they're unconsciously 
involved in the same dynamic they were in Tiamat, where those two billion souls were caught up for a 100,000 years, according to the law of one, in this ball of fear. Finally, a universe governance team had to come in and untangle them. The two billion souls were brought to Earth, where they've been incarnating and processing. In fact, there weren't enough bodies here, so they first incarnated as Bigfoot. You know, kind of in the second density, and finally they've come up to third density here. So we have an emergency situation because we have all these high-powered alpha males. You see, and male and female, uh, it's all a play on words. Uh, Maldek, right? You've got Maldek, Maldek is another yes. word, Tiamat, mm-hmm. right? Okay, male, Maldek, male comes from Maldek, female. The, there's a rune that's F-E, and it means sheep or property of, female, and also malefactor, male, male, male means evil. There, there's all these factors that are going on now that are sort of at the MK Ultra, or this is, and it's the end of the Lucifer rebellion. In other words, Will this planet, will Lucifer and Satan get their trifecta in this solar system or not? And it's the double meaning of solar system, S-O-U-L and S-O-L. All of that's at play now. We were able earlier today to get Emily Windsor Craig, the daughter of King Edward VIII, who's really, she has put in a claim at the British Parliament, which I drafted for her as an international lawyer for the British Crown. And it's going forward now because her, because the Archbishop of Canterbury conspired to take the throne away from King Edward VIII because Adolf Hitler was his half-brother and they set up World War II as a false flag. And, and so she's going in to reclaim the British throne, uh, because uh, Elizabeth took a title from King George VI, who 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 got it illegitimately from her father, who was who got who who took the title after they did a coup d'état against King George VIII through the through the Archbishop of Canterbury, who was a, a, a Satanist, and and um, so all of that is going on as we speak. Uh, so uh, and also now. We have the great-granddaughter of the man who signed the 1954 Griotta Treaty, which is the treaty with the Draco reptilians, Orion Greys, and Anunnaki reptilians that gave them the right to begin trading human souls, human children, and adult humans in the galaxy, in the solar system, as slaves and as, you know, sexual slaves and body parts and you know, and so yeah. Let, let me let me cut you off there really quickly because you just yeah. reminded me of something. Um, Robert David Steele has been on this program before, and yeah. he, he caused a bit of a uproar with NASA when he said there are no humans on Mars. Oh, actually, that's what they claimed. I meant uh, what he said was we actually believe that there is a colony on Mars that is populated by children who were kidnapped and sent into space on a twenty-year ride. And that, yeah. that's one of the things he said, and uh, yeah. he said that on the Alex Jones show, and it caused an uproar, causing NASA to say that there are no, no humans on Mars. That's what they were, that's what they answered yeah. back with. 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, NASA no no never a straight answer and so Right. What what um Robert Steele did and I was invited to join his group Phi Beta Yoda. Yes. When it started, I didn't because I took eight years of Latin and three years of Greek and Phi Beta Yoda means FBI. So I just went, hey, man, is what is this? <laughs> Understood. Yes, I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you I said don't that, by know the way. where Robert Steele <laughs> is, is. Is Robert Steele like a provocateur? Because he should have given more context. He he should have. He look. I, we're I, at the I like Mars Anomaly yeah. Research Society. Mm-hmm. We specialize in context. He was correct. He just didn't give much context. Exactly. You he know, I, these guys out. I like Robert. Can I, but... can I jump in real quick? I just want to, based on my research, and uh, he's been kind of called out as a disinfo or misinfo or an agent, let's just say. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that he had turned his organization Phi Beta Yoda, I went, what? <laughs> But there's a lot of truth in what he says, but where we all kind of well, get that, Yeah, that, yes. that is the definition of disinformation. Exactly. exactly, yes. He can mix that 10% in and we don't even know unless we do a lot of homework to figure it out. Personally, I, personally, I like Robert a lot from my conversations with him. However, he's always given me a bit of a runaround at times. Yeah, yeah. and, and I think so, it's fair to say that. He's not going to get too mad at me for saying that. Yeah, look. Let me say this, and this is very, very serious, because I am on the board. I, I am the I'm the chairman of the board of advisors of the uh, of the Mars Anomaly Research Society, uh, and uh, uh, there are uh, uh, seven or eight Mars explorers on there. Right. One of them was just assassinated, and and I hosted a program about six weeks ago, which was to introduce a Mars astronaut, one of the first Mars astronauts, an official Mars astronaut, okay? It's official Mars. His title is Mars Astronaut Pilot Consultant. That's his official Mars designation, uh, 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 NASA designation, along with two additional uh, Mars program whistleblowers, some of the Mars program's ground crew and other Mars explorers in preparation for our seventh annual uh, Mars conference, which will take place in September of this year. Nice. Yeah. I like and, that. Is that in Canada? No, that, that will take place in the United States. Really? Where? I didn't hear about this. I want yeah, to yeah. This. Let me, uh, I can, I can get you that. Uh, I, I just have to look up the, the, the location. Yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to get to, to this point. Uh, we did that, that webinar on a Saturday. Okay. And it was on Facebook. It was a great success. The next Wednesday, William Whitecrow, who was the martial arts, he's a great spiritual man. He, he was the, uh, martial arts instructor to the chrono, to the, to the chrononauts, the time travelers of Project Pegasus, as well as he was a Mars explorer on the CIA Mars program. He was found, quote, suicided, uh, with his horses let go in a violent death 
he is a man who would not have suicided himself. Weird. In my humble opinion, in my professional opinion, yeah. he was assassinated because of our program. A shot across the bow at these brave, courageous Mars astronauts and chrono and um chrononauts that are now coming forward to say that yes the u.s has a time travel program and the u.s has a mars program and they assassinated william white crow so that's how serious this stuff is oh yes it gets very serious and by the way alfred um have you ever interviewed dr albert taylor albert taylor yes sir uh you know i that's another name for me that I, I'm not familiar with. I'm, I'm very sorry. I under, understood. He is a part of the engineering team who worked on a top secret. Well, he worked on a top secret program that later became uh, known as the F-117A stealth fighter. But, of course, uh-huh. he was also involved with the SDI project or Star Wars of uh, President Reagan's Strategic Defense Initiative. Uh-huh. So he helped with all of that, and I brought him on to the program, and there were some things he couldn't really get into, but he alluded that we were 32, uh, four, well, actually 40 to 50 years in a technology than what the general public had at the time. And this is going back to, you know, the 1980s. So when I hear things of secret programs, this and that, and after talking to him, it, it really leads me to believe that all of these things really do exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, just to answer your, 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 your question, this was the Mars Disclosure Program. The third wave of Mars explorers go public. Andy Bishago, Ken Johnston, Karen Christine Patrick, Bet, Brett Collins Shepard, February 10th, 2018. Uh, civilian astronaut consultant pilot Ken Johnston Sr. Karen Christine Patrick, she was the, uh, the ground crew. Brett Colin Shepard. Yeah, lots of lots Mark of top names there. Yeah. So uh, th- this is all happening, and it was just a few days after that aired that um, that uh, William White Crow was assassinated. So there are political assassinations, which are t- which are this is government terror, which is taking place in order to uh, intimidate whistleblowers from com- coming forward. Uh, and uh, making all of this known to the public, in in my opinion. Eric, are you still alive? Yeah, I was just uh, I felt like I was uh, taking over your show, so I wanted to. No, it's off. okay. I, I was just going to say, if you had any anything else to add here, go ahead. It's it's okay. Okay, uh, no, I just uh, well, okay. I guess if if this if I were going to ask Alfred one more question, it would be this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Alfred, I mean, I'm I'm a man in my fifties. Uh, I know you got a, a, a few years on me, and as you grow into your your you know your era here, what what do you believe? What do you feel? What are you optimistic about? I mean, we've got all this information that I don't doubt. Okay, but you know, you we have to go day by day. We have to do what we can to try to be positive and and put out good energy and vibration. What do you recommend? I mean, if if you had a son right now, let's say 20, 30, 40 years old, whatever, and you were going to give him some advice, just share a little like heart to heart advice right now. How, how yeah, do you proceed yeah. at this point? Well, look, I mean, my, you know, this is a really tough time. I, I do have a son. He's in his forties. He's an Oxford trained actor. Um, you know, uh, 
consciousness is a strange thing. Really strange. And, and, uh, in our families, not everybody is a starseed. You follow what I'm saying? So my son isn't necessarily a starseed. And, and I didn't think that I would discover, you know, as I was growing up through my education, I was educated to, uh, you know, a classics education. Then I went to, uh, a, had a business education in, in college. And then I went to law school and then I went to a law firm. And then I got abducted, right? <laughs> it's strange. And then I I went into the I became a starseed. Yeah. By, by the way, Alfred, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but yeah. speaking of which, how did your family take to your abduction case? If you don't mind me asking, my friend. Yeah. I mean, I'm very curious. I, I'm I'm really glad that you asked. I mean, just yesterday, mm-hmm. you see, I'm the eldest of nine children. Nine children. Yeah. yeah. It's a big family. Yeah, oh and I'm, I'm going to be 76 years old this month. I couldn't. I can't even tell. You look a lot younger than that. I'm not not just putting you over. C60. You look younger than that. C60 purple power. <laughs> yeah, you're looking no, good, I, Alfred. You're looking good in there. C60purplepower.com. That's that's all I got to say. Now here's here's the thing. So we we have a family e list, right? And I am prohibited from sending anything to, to do about extraterrestrials on my family e-list. Oh my! Because it's aversive to them. Are they are they religious? Yeah. Is that what it is? It was a hyper Catholic. Uh, a hyper cat. I come from a hyper Catholic family, and that's what I write about. I. I it was so weird. I. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, I got guidance to write a book. Just about my memoir, about how weird my my story is, which I I wrote it. You can get the ebook online at universebooks.com. So I, I priced them really cheap. It's called Journey. Look, I'm a star seed whose uncle was the Jesuit black deputy black pope. How's that? I, I got one comment. That goes deep. Only a star seed can escape the Catholic matrix. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. You can have that. I, you got it. You got it. You got I want to write that one down. I mean, this is so weird. This is so weird. And I think that that's it. Because otherwise, I could not have done or survived all the strange stuff that I have experienced. And my mother told me, God rest her soul, she said, she, she used to call me Freddie. She said, Freddie, write it down and publish a book because nobody would believe it. It's like a novel. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Well, okay. Can you at least tell me what city this, do you know what city this conference is going to be in that you're going to have in the United States? Just so I can kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's let me, right. Let me look. I, I, what state? I, what state? I've got it here. Let me, yeah, I, I, I've, I've got it here. Let me, let me, let me look it up because right. they, they have it. All I just got to go to Facebook to the Mars Anomaly Research Society, and they have it a very famous hotel in this town. And I'm I'm going to Facebook. So you are allowed to travel from Canada to the United States, obviously. Look, I have been threatened that if I if I enter the United States or if I get on a plane. I'm not getting off alive. If I go to the United what? States, I'm not returning alive. 
Now, was that threat from a and, Democratic uh, agency, by the way? What? <laughs> was that a Democratic threat that you received? <laughs> that is that is like beyond. That is like deep, deep. That is that is reptilian Jesuit deep state. How's that? Oh God, beyond Democratic. <laughs> you know, that is like you know. I, I spilled all of their secrets. I mean, here let. Let me get to this. It'll be just a second. I'm, yeah. I'm looking up the Mars and yeah. Holly research. While, while you're doing that, Alfred, I, I was just curious. I know you interview tons of people, and yeah. I was wondering, did your channel get knocked off of YouTube temporarily? Uh, this is exactly what happened. Uh-oh. Um, uh, okay, it's, it's, it's hyper-technical. What they did is... And it happened to a number of colleagues of mine. Anybody who interviewed James Fetzer. That's me. It, you? Yeah, one, actually one. Well, I interviewed him multiple times, and a lot of those videos were flagged. Some of them I got strikes on. And actually, I won uh, two of my appeals, actually. I think I might be the only one who argued, uh, oh some, argued right for the Boston Marathon bombing and, of course, Sandy Hook. Uh, that's what originally was flagged for, yet I won those appeals. I think I might be the only one, Alfred. Oh, my God. Well, look, uh, uh, this is this is what happened. I got, first of all, they took down my interview with Fetzer on Nobody Died at Sandy at Hook. San- yes. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a strike. Right, right. Then, then uh, I did another interview on the, on the, March on the 322 UK Parliament London bridges falling down. Remember that one? Oh yes. Where the Patsy that was supposed to be dead, we had him lying on the ground on a police stretcher, smiling at our camera through through the fence of the British Parliament. Right. And he was supposed to be dead, right? Exactly. So then they they gave me another strike for that, which is up on May 29th, and today's May 12th. So as of May 29th, I'm clear again, right? Yeah, it lifts but the strike. Mm-hmm. I've got such a bitter taste against Google, YouTube, that I don't know whether I'm going to go back or not. I don't, I don't blame got, you. I don't blame you. It's ridiculous that they yeah, do that sort yeah. of thing. Because, uh, I mean, here they, they said that here I've got the Patsy on film laughing at our camera when he's supposed to be dead and they said that my my documentary is against community guidelines wait a minute this is journalism you know i mean this is criminal and what it is is that the prime minister of britain theresa may went into parliamentary inquiry and endorsed the official version of this thing you follow me so my whole story i blew up the british government you follow me? Oh yes. Yeah. So I, I released that story right as the British Prime Minister a couple of days ago got on Fox News trying to get an appointment with Trump in Washington and he wouldn't meet with him. That's what I've been doing. I've been blowing up everybody. I've been blowing up Trump. I've been blowing up the British government. You follow me? Oh yes. Right and... now mm-hmm. we just blew up Buckingham Palace tonight. I blew up. I mean, we're just blowing up all their fake news. That's what I'm doing right now. Can I give, make a quick take on, on my my view on that? Go yeah. ahead, Eric. Okay. I, the way I see it is uh, these guys, these people, these beings have been getting away with these shenanigans 
for so long, and then the Internet came around, and now we're all able to communicate. Now the covers have been pulled back. And you know what? These people are really not that smart. It's amazing that they got away with this BS for as long as they have. Yeah, but now you have multi-billion dollar corporations in the, in the face of Google, in the name of Google and YouTube that are aiding and abetting them. That's the problem. Yeah, they're, they're controlling the narrative, no doubt. And of course it is their platform. They could do whatever they want. However, they are totally censoring certain people. It's kind of obvious. They, they have a clear agenda and they're going to stick to it. Yeah. Now, the Mars Anomaly 7th Annual Conference is September 7th to 9th, 2018, in Silver City, New Mexico, at the historic Murray Hotel, established 1934. New Mexico. I'll be there. there you go. Cool. Uh, I'll tell you what, Michael, I'm going to make this on air. If you want to come out, I'll cover your room. I would, I'd love that, yes. All right, you got it. So, just My so goodness. you know that, I now, now, I I am going to speak there via Skype. Oh, you're not going to be there. No, I don't travel. Yeah, he's not oh, traveling. My bad. Okay, but I am going to speak there via Skype. He's a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Uh, we're going to call you Alfred the Skype Master. Of the That's universe. it. That's it. <laughs> now, you got to give him a better Star Wars type name. Yeah. <laughs> the Skype Master of the Universe. There you go. Yes, that that would be a lot better. And Eric, anything else to add here? No, I'm good. I'll uh, I'll hang up and then uh, maybe later on I'll call back in or whatever. We'll yeah, see. go ahead and call in the second half, uh, 10 p.m. You got it, brother. Yes. Thank you very much, Alfred. It's a joy to talk to you. And thank you. Much. Yeah, yeah. This is beautiful. Thanks so much. Yeah, Text thank, in the mail, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank thank <laughs> you, Eric. Appreciate you it. Might. You deserve it. You do a great job. Well, Bye-bye. thank you, sir. Mahalo. And there goes Mr. Eric and. uh Alfred, there's a lot of things to get into here, but, you know, I want to go back in time really quickly here, and I want to ask you, you remember the Y2K scare? Oh, yeah. Do you remember how many people were profiting off of that? Well, I, I'm i not sure uh, profiting. I, I, I didn't – I not sure about that aspect. I, I didn't focus on that particular aspect of it. Could you uh, – Tell us more about it. Or? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to mention too many names here, but I recall certain people. But that leads me to also 2012 and all, all these prediction dates that we've been giving that uh, the end times are near. We, we hear all these prediction dates. Um, uh-huh. what, what do you have to say about that? Why is there so many people that are always so doom and gloom? Well, um, okay, a couple of things. Um People can go to our website, which is positivefuture.info, positivefuture.info. And what, what, what we have done there is to focus on timelines because we live in a time space hologram. And, uh, what occurred is that around 2012 is that we shifted timelines. And we went on to a more positive timeline. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and in fact, uh, I, um, I was just talking about with, with, with someone that I actually, uh, produced and, and, and hosted the, uh, uh, the Cosmic Convergence radio program out of the Boulder, Colorado NPR station in October of 1987, and that was supposed to be 
one of the points along a particular timeline that then would shift on December 21st, 2012, which was part of a supposed Mayan calendar, which is really a, a, a Pleiadian calendar that they say about shifting timelines onto positive timelines. And that's what the whole 2012 issue was, was shifting into more positive timelines. And so now, uh, uh, I think that now uh, we're moving into 20, 2018, and the stretch between 2018 and 2025 is really sort of a portal into what some people call ascension, but is yeah. really, yeah, it's 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 moving into what we can call the new earth. I think there's a paradigm shift occurring right now before our eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and so we we are in if you want to say it we are slow motion moving into a higher frequency and some people are there some people are moving there some people are there part of the day some people are there all the time and then there's a whole bunch of people that are still want to fight wars and i think there's going to be a bifurcation at some point and and uh you know not the whole human race is going to be with us once we get through into the new earth and the other part may go off into some other dimension and do more. I, I kind of think uh, in my book, uh, the dimensional ecology of the omniverse. Right. Uh, uh, I, I talk about universes as kind of washing machines for souls and because the, the universes are constructed as machines for developing souls. And so we're, we are, we, we incarnate and we're thrown into third density, which is the time space. And that's what, what, what we're in now. However, there's, it's, you know, there's a gradation of third density. It's 3.0, And, you know, then you go up to lower fourth density, up to fifth density. And, and, um, uh, so we're at a very unusual, uh, point now where, uh, uh, we're at many different tipping points. One of the tipping points is that of moving into a higher order of consciousness and expansion, but it also could be an evolutionary tipping point with the emergence of a new human species. And people have a lot of different names for that. Uh, you know, like at one point you had Neanderthal man and then Homo sapiens emerged yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. Well, now you could have Homo sapiens and then, um, people were saying Homo universalis, but I said no. Femina universala is emerging from it because it's my observation that, that it's the female gender which is really sort of at the leading edge of it. Uh, of the consciousness and is, and, and they're the ones that are under attack now by the males, by the males. Yes. You know, from the third density that are attacking them with all kinds of social disruption weapons, you know, because they don't want this new species to emerge in, in consciousness and that the new human 
is not homo universalis, it's femina universala. Anyway, I, I've been kind of thinking about those things because I know that this might seem a little bit far out for people. And, 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 and there are things where I've, I've mentioned it on, on a couple of radio programs and I, people really got upset about this. Really? They got I'll, upset. I'll just mention it. I'll just mention this and people really got upset. If they want to get upset, that's fine. Uh, in, in, uh, uh, in, uh, July 30th, 2017, I was hit by a directed energy weapon and we have at News Inside Out, we have a number of articles where we have documented uh, an epidemic of directed energy weapons which have been appearing at UFO uh, uh, events. For example, at the uh, UFO Congress of 20, February 2018, three people died, and there were hundreds uh, because of directed energy weapons and microwave weapons. And in uh, uh, July, in the spring of 2018, there were a number of us that were hit with directed energy weapons. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, again, going back to Dr. Albert Taylor, he mentioned certain things that um, he really questioned their their origins. And we're talking about weaponry. So yeah. this this kind of connects the dots. He didn't, like I said, he didn't want to get into that because I think it ties into other things like 9/11. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, this is a very serious topic. It really is we, because we don't know. We think that those directed energy weapons belong to the five nations that appear to be part of the reptilian empire, which are the five nations that have not ratified the International Criminal Court Treaty, which are Israel, the United States, China, and Russia. Got to be careful there, Alfred. You might have Israeli agents trying to assassinate you. Hey, listen, I, that that's old hat. I mean, you know, and so, look, the Kuala Lumpur War Crimes Tribunal, of which I, I am a, a, a judge, found, already found Israel to be uh, guilty of war crimes, crimes against humanity and genocide for the invasion of Palestine uh, 1948 to present. So it's all right. I've already been a judge on a right. tribunal that's done that. So it's like been there, done that, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So it does, I'm, I'm not worried about that, but my point is this, where, 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 where people really freaked. This is where people freaked on the last time that I was on the air when I went on You Are Free TV a couple of weeks ago. I was hit with a directed energy weapon, which took out the, the direct vision in my right eye. I only have peripheral vision in my right eye. Okay? Boom. And they did that the day before I was scheduled to march in the Gay Pride Parade here in Vancouver, Canada, along with the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, whose father, Pierre Trudeau, was my company lawyer. Okay? Boom. And, and, um, and I was scheduled to march there in the bisexual uh, um, section. And it's being in support. It, does, it doesn't mean that you're gay. It's just it means that you march in it, right? Understood. Yeah. Sure. And, however, I did attend meetings of the, of the bisexual section. These are support groups because I was exploring issues of gender. I'm a Gemini. 
And what I discovered in going in these support groups, it's not about sexual identification. It's about gender identification. And what I discovered is that in myself, I have two genders. I have a male gender, but I also have a gay female gender. You have feminine traits, in other words. Yeah, you Slightly. have genders. And, and so, and, and so these are, in other words, race, race is, is manufactured. Gender is a social manufactured thing. And so that's why we have always said homo sapiens to put the male up there. Yeah. Homo mm-hmm. means male. But now it looks like the woman is coming into their own. So it's really femina universalis. In other words, the male has been the oppressor and the female is now coming in her own and is actually the more evolutionary of the species. So we're, we're going through a really heavy duty transformation now, I gotta tell you. And men more than That's one all. way. And yeah, more, really. yeah, and, and even in the political uh, spectrum, I was even saying back in 2016 that, uh, going into 2017 and all these other, other things, we're, it, we were gonna basically witness, um, I guess you could say a bit of a circus and, uh, and to be honest with you, my friend, it, it has been a bit of a circus, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I think that this is what disclosure is about. In other words, the new human is a hybrid. Now, it's not a hybrid in the traditional sense that you think that they're going to have, like, you know, some kind of weird – it looks like a human, but it's really – it's it's more evolved than – it's like the new model human is like – it's a real model human and that the cultural wars that we're having on earth are really the wars. It's like the wars between Homo sapiens and Neanderthal that led to the end of Neanderthal and, and Homo sapiens coming out on top. Well, now the cultural wars are the wars between the Homo sapiens and Femina Universalis that's going to end up with the disappearance of Homo sapiens. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think all these things are actually occurring. We have seen the rise of the feminine spirit, I guess you could say, in the media. Women are coming out on top. Yeah, let's be, and, let's be realistic they, here. And, and I believe it's a new species. It's a new hybrid species. And I did an interview with, uh, uh, which we have, uh, up on our, uh, uh, Exopolitics TV. Yeah, tell me more about your, your, your program there, Alfred, since you're not releasing it on YouTube. Where can people, uh, tune yeah. in to find you, yeah. Alfred? Yeah, yeah. Just go to newsinsideout.com and, uh, there we have all of our programs and what we do is, I use a couple of platforms. One is called BitChute and one is called, uh, 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 one is called Gumroad and one is called Facebook Live Webinars. But then, uh, we just combine them all and then at newsinsideout.com, they all appear as Exopolitics TV. So just go to newsinsideout.com and, and you'll see all of the TV there. Uh, but, we, we've been doing interviews with female hybrids and this is quite authentic. 
Yeah, wasn't there a Canadian woman who was a hybrid of sorts? She had some sort of rare DNA, apparently. Well, this is also in Australia. Mary Rodwell is quite advanced. Uh, uh, and Dr. Marie Batchelor, MD, they're all dealing in this area. Uh, because, like, for example, I believe that I'm a hybrid, and that's why I'm so different from my other eight siblings, and why they are more conventional and cannot, they are more homo sapiens, and why we, you know, there is no, there's no way to communicate within our family. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. We are very yeah. different. I mean, I could understand being the black sheep of the family. I, yeah. I grew up with a bunch of religious folks just like you, my friend. I, I was unfortunate to be surrounded by Jehovah Witnesses, even though they're they're great people. But yeah. my my beliefs don't align with theirs. Yeah, yeah, and and I I think it's a situation that we are hybrids and we are a new species, and it's the situation that happened, say, when Homo sapiens emerged after. Neanderthal, well, we're emerging now after Homo sapiens, and we're coming in to establish the new earth. I, I'm, I'm using terms that appear in prophecy, but which really mean ascension or kind of a higher frequency, and it means emerging so that the old world of war, disease, crime, and poverty will be left behind because uh, the old world was – such a compromised world right. of the reptilians, yeah. the Orion Greys, the Anunnaki, you know, the humans. There, there was just too much conflict. Yes, and, and Alfred, I must warn, we are running out of time here. So oh, sure. let, let's fire through some some of the uh, political topics here on, on, the, sure. on the political spectrum. Um, how do yeah. you feel about Oklahoma governor signing the anti-LGBT adoption law? Uh, Oklahoma's Republican governor, Mary Fallon, has signed into law a bill allowing adoption and foster care uh, agencies to reject prospect parents on religious and moral grounds. Uh, I think that, well, put, put it this way, I'm not familiar with the details of that. So, you know, I... I, until you just mentioned it now, you had no 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 I, yeah. I didn't okay but uh, I would uh, I think that the the United States in particular, as compared to Canada, uh, I'm a dual citizen of the United States and of Canada, and this goes back a long time because on the United States side on my on my mother's side we go back to the Mayflower and we go back to Louisiana early 1700s and I'm native american which goes back oh, okay. to, to the land bridge so I stake my claim okay right oh. right <laughs> and and uh uh and so and so I think it's going to be very difficult in the United States because there's been a draco a draconian takeover and because because of since the assassination of John F. Kennedy and since the Greata Treaty signed in 1954, well, the first treaty was signed with the Dracos in 1933 by Roosevelt, then in 1947 by Truman. In 1954, the Greata Treaty by Eisenhower, then the Tau Nine Treaty by uh, Bush One, and that's brought in a Draco uh, framework. So. The 
hierarchy, the dr- draconian hierarchy, and all of these religious fundamentalist views are really draconian views, and they're highly artificial. And so you're not going to problem solve to the satisfaction of humans. Are, are these the same people involved with the Malta Knights? Yeah, these are because the Vatican is a Draco reptilian institution. Yes, okay. Yeah. Getting more confirmation here, that's all. Yeah, yeah. So until the United States liberates itself from the Dracos, and the problem with the current POTUS is that he's just another flavor of reptilian. And until you get rid of the reptilians, uh, you know, you're in the same kettle of fish. So that's why what what I think that the solution is, is in 2020 uh, to really have a Democrat. My my mother was president of the South Texas Democrats, okay, and I was an elected Democratic delegate to the Texas Democratic Convention, 1996. So I know a little bit about American politics, and and I think that we can. We can regain American politics of a plurocratic nature. I think that it is possible, uh, even with all the fragmentation, even with the Soros infiltration, which again is Anunnaki reptilian with the color revolutions, you know, and all this phony baloney to fragmentize people so you can't even talk to each other. But I think it's possible to get, uh, some some good candidates and knock a person like Trump. I sure hope so, Alfred. I sure hope so, because we were left with a reality star and Hillary Clinton. I mean, give me a break. I mean, (laughs) Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are Rockefeller felons, and, you know, they're they're just horror shows, and and they've just corrupted the democratic process. They muddied the waters, no doubt. Yeah, they really did. And and what about former Mayor Giuliani? Someone that I, I just I just cannot at all admire in any way, shape, or form. I can't say anything positive about him, to be honest. Um, what are well, you, what, what's he, your thought thoughts? Yeah, rather? well, I I think what he did, he was brought in by Trump. Now he did what's on the Michael Cohen thing. What he did was a classic thing called a dog's breakfast, right? And what lawyers do, I mean. Cohen, what, uh, what he did was he came in and he just threw a dog. Do you know what a dog's breakfast is? I've heard the term loosely thrown, thrown around okay, before. But... Dogs will eat and then they'll puke it and then they'll eat what they yeah. puke, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Giuliani just did. Trump brought him in to make a dog's breakfast. Trump, Giuliani came in. He puked on the case. He ate what he puked, and then he puked it, and then he ate again. So nobody knows what it is. So it's all bullshit. It's all like it's it's all tossed out now. So Giuliani did the classic legal thing to make it a dog's breakfast. Like right now, the latest thing is like Michael Cohen is just a con man who raised money, and Trump didn't do anything. You follow me? Yeah, it sounds like Acorn. Yeah, it's just it's. it's Remember that. <laughs> Remember yeah, how that went just, down? Look, 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 they just they just got rid of the case through a dog's breakfast. That's what Giuliani did, and they've been anyway. So it's a mess, Alfred. It, it really yeah, yeah, is. It's, it, a, it's a it's a total mess. <laughs> it, it truly is. The political yeah. world is a bit of a mess right now. We can't exactly. deny that. 
Yeah. Yeah, no matter what side you're on, we could all right. admit it, it's a bit of a, a goddamn mess. Let, let's be realistic here. Yeah, but it can be. It could res- be fixed. It could be. Yeah, I agree. It can be rescued by being taken away from what I call the chronogarchy, which is the secret time travel government. And these are the Rothschild Rockefellers who unlawfully use time travel technology to their own private ends. And that technology belongs to the government and to the people. And that's, and that's how the Vatican, which had the time travel t- technology, horned in on the American democratic process through the Jesuits and the Vatican. Boom. There you have it. That's why if you go to positivefuture.info, you will see 10 or 12 platform steps that I've laid out there, one of which is the disestablishment of all monarchies and religions. In other words, you cannot have, you can't give great state power to a religion. You cannot make the Vatican a state, a nation state. You can't make a religion which is based on belief. You can't make it a nation state. You can't make Israel a nation state. You can't make these people's machaka beliefs <laughs> yes. nation state. And you can't make monarchies, which is based on, you know, inheritances of bloodlines, you know, political power. That's all corruption. It really is. And for those who have been awakened, going back to JFK, everyone saw the wake-up call, especially with those investigating into the CIA heavily. We could all agree that when the government wants to get rid of you, they certainly will. And that's what we're going to probably see again in the near future. Well, let's see if we can break that because there's a 20-year cycle and there's always an assassination in the 20-year cycle. And it happened in in, in 1960 and, you know, let's hope that it doesn't happen in 2020. I can't believe you picked that up. Yeah. You're a good man, Alfred. You uh, impressed me with that last one there. Well, it, but then again, you've been you've been impressing me all night long, to, to be honest with you here. And and of course, we are a few minutes winding down here. Um, what, what's your take on all these school shootings that we see? It it, it seems like it's the new normal. Yeah. There's one every other week. Um, well, twenty one school shootings already so far in twenty eighteen. Yeah, they're all false flags. There's a, a um, uh, there's a long standing CIA program. They even developed and uh, groomed the school shooters, uh, and it's an MK Ultra program, and the, the, the goal of the program is to disarm the American population to then put them in FEMA camps, which are really depopulation camps. So that's, that's the end of the program. If you, uh, uh, the, uh, you can look at uh, the books, uh, we have a series of free books at exopolitics.com that show uh, one of them is called The New Underworld Order. And uh, uh, there's a long-term plan, the Pedestroika Deception, and uh, all of the time travel uh, presidents, George, uh, w., George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, um, uh, and, uh, Mr. Drumpf, uh, are all part of it, uh, which is a, a dissolution of the United States into five administrative 
uh, areas and a depopulation of, of, uh, of the country and it's making into a theme park. The Trump wall is really made to keep people in after they've depopulated the country into a, through a, an EMP thermonuclear strike or some kind of a nuclear false flag. That's why we're calling all this stuff publicly. And that's why we're blowing all these false flags. And that's why YouTube is, you know, taking us all off because we're blowing all of the numbers. So that's what's going on. Very in, nice. In my, in my humble opinion, of course. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. I think, well, unfortunately, I think you are right. So anyway. Yeah, so anyways. Um, Alfred, I, I do want to thank you very much for being a part of the program. It's always an honor to finally uh, speak to you here. Oh, thank thank you. This has been such a nice evening, and you've made us all feel so comfortable and really great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Alfred, I'm going to have to bring you back. There's just so much more to tackle here. Yeah, sure. I, I would love to come back. All right, Alfred. Um, good night, and God bless, and take care of yourself out there. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, Alfred. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was my guest, Alfred Weber. Fantastic, right? Well, after the break here... Got some uh, news to read before I wrap up the program. And, of course, you are welcome to call here on the second half. That number is 760-332-8724. One more time, 760-332-8724. When I return, hopefully your calls. Stay tuned. You know, I listened to the end of days tonight, the show, and I got to tell you, you know, I thought it was pretty good, but I got to tell you, I, I would like to hear more about Mr. Oakland. You talked about a lot of stuff, but I didn't hear much about Miss Oakland. Maybe next time. You know, you guys do a good job. I just want to say thank you to the end of days. But next time, let's let's talk about Miss Oakland a little more. And welcome back to the program, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You know, I had to drag you in here, Star. Yeah, well, kicking and screaming. Everyone wanted to hear from you. Everyone's missed you. Oh. It's true. Sorry. Everyone has been wondering, where is Star? Um, up to no good. <laughs> You've been up to no good. I, I find no, that hard to believe. Yeah, you're right. <coughs> well, regardless, I'm, I'm glad you are still out there and doing your thing. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I do my thing. Yeah, and, and you've been playing some sort of game, I think, the last time I heard from you. Yeah, I've been over on Twitch. A lot at the gaming site has a gazillion different games and art streams and all kinds. It isn't what, just games. What have you been streams. doing there, Star? I Have you been Watching playing games? Grand Theft Auto. People play Grand Theft Auto. You are the last person I ever imagined to be into that game. I did, too. And I just started. I. That's I awesome, forgot, though. I forgot how I got there in the first place to watch it but i was watching it and it's so different from a lot of what you consider video games because a lot of them are shoot them up and hunting and war and blah 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 this game there's more to it it's it's more like a movie and the the people playing the the who are the role players the rpers uh it's spontaneous and some of them are very creative very, very creative. There, there has been comedy, drama stuff that just blew me away how creative these guys and gals are. 
I was very impressed. I mean, it's better than a lot of stuff you find on Netflix. That's how good I found it to be. My goodness. I, you know, I had no idea you were into that sort of thing. Well, never hurts to expand your Not at all. No, I'm just, I'm just surprised. I didn't. Alien pen mm -hmm. ones would call in. I know. There's so many people who are in the chat I wish would call in. Uh, Cody's actually with us, a long-time listener. I haven't, I haven't seen him around in a long, long time. He should call in, too. He really should. He really should. Um, but, Star, you know, I, I did have other things to uh, get into here. And, you know, since you're here, I thought perhaps I'll just ask you. Um, you follow the news, of course. I what? You follow the news very closely. Well, I follow, follow alternative news. I don't... Alternative I don't news, follow yes. CNN or MSNBC. Yeah, you don't MSNBC like that. Or, no doubt. And a lot of the alternatives, some of them I found to be pretty credible. So, well, you just, I just have to watch them for a while, listen, and find out whether I believe them or not. But it's all personal choice, personal opinion. What I, what sure. I might find to be credible, somebody else might think is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. Someone had mentioned um, John McCain in the celebrity death pool. Some people even thought John McCain was already dead. Jesus. And, of course, there, there, mm -hmm. some that think he's faking it, too. I I don't think he's faking it. I I truly think that he's dealing with it. And, oh, I, I thought the call dropped. Oh, dealing no. With health issues oh, no. And just mm -hmm. see how he interacts when he was... Uh, on committee when he was uh, interviewing, oh God, I forgot who it was. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just, I'm kind of doing that too. He he loses trend of thought and he he his speaking would start wandering from topic. Don't we all do that? <laughs> oh God, I do that. I do that all the time. But then I'm not holding an office and I that, don't yes. have <laughs> right. I don't have people's lives in my or what goes on with people's lives as part of my duty exactly so, yes or no that's not the right way to put it but you know what i mean i know yeah I, i'm following you well we we saw some uh, coldness from the white house recently refusing to apologize for that aids joke about mccain i'm sure you heard about that no aids yeah well one of one of one of the aides there i believe it was what's her name can't even think of her name right now, but she had she had said something pretty nasty about McCain. Eric, did yes. you hear about that? I did not hear about that. Yeah, she made some comment saying that he's what? he's gonna die anyway. Can you I guys hear? Didn't, didn't hear it. Hi, Eric. Yeah. Right. Who who's this on the line with us? I'm this sorry. is this yeah. This is Star. Right on. Yeah, I mean, uh, just a quick footnote on McCain. Uh, only I only know this information only because I recently spent quite a bit of time in uh, Sedona, Arizona. Uh, his wife is very wealthy, and most of his wealth uh, came via his wife. And I think they own like 11 or 13 homes, and they do own a very nice home between Sedona and Cottonwood, a ranch home basically. But there is a program they have out there that probably nobody, I'm going to guess you guys don't even know about. It's called the Sedona Forum. They've been holding it annually for a few years now, and what this is is a, it's a mini version of the Bilderberg Group. Oh. And you can, yeah, you can go online and research this. This is no BS. Uh, they have the, and then, uh, and then recently there was the bus there in Sedona with the back page with the, uh, you know, the sexual exploitation, child trafficking stuff that's been going on. 
And uh, it's also tied in with the McCain Institute, which also owns part of the Arizona State affiliation with the Bradshaw Ranch. So there's a rabbit hole there that, uh, anyway, I just thought I'd throw yeah, that there, out there. Yeah, there's a lot. Right, there's a lot going on there. But I, w- I was just saying how I believe it was Gina Haspel who made those comments saying that he's dying anyway. I, I just thought, wow, that's kind of cold. I-, I mean, I can't believe they went at John McCain like that. Well, anybody, a uh, friend or enemy, just or someone you don't even know, a stranger, yeah, that is cold. I, I it's agree. a little cold. It's it's a little cold. I mean, you would think someone in that in, in that kind of position wouldn't make a comment like that. But maybe they're a cold person. True. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to um, say I, I wouldn't make any comments like that. I make I make negative comments all the time. However, to say he's gonna die soon that's that's cold blooded. At least wait until he's dead to crack jokes. I mean, Jesus. Have some dignity. Yeah. He's he's probably, I don't know. I mean, Bush Sr., I can't, I'm still shocked that he's still alive. So the, I, McCain probably, they'll figure out a way to inject him with stem cells. They'll probably still be running <laughs> Arizona 10 years from now. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I know John McCain, not very liked. But, I mean, when you have someone like creepy Joe Biden also chiming in, oh, God. saying how he's outraged, you know something bad's happened. When you, when you outraged creepy Joe Biden. As creepy as Joe is, he is, uh, from insider <laughs> information that I have, he is projected to be the next serious presidential candidate despite oh boy. his creepy behavior. Despite it. I'm sorry. That was no, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying this is what I'm hearing from the insiders. Can you believe it? If he's yeah. actually... Yeah, I can believe it. I mean, they're going to try to get Hillary up there. Runs. That was a shock in itself. That's my it's too bad we don't. It's, it's too bad we can't get Arnold in there. Another two years, I'll be surprised. Yeah. What was that? I talked over you there, Star. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying if Hillary lived, if she survives and her health is so down, if she served, it's I believe she. What is it? Parkinson's that she may have. I is that, is that is. true? It's either Parkinson's or she's been organically robotoided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. other. It's, it has or to be one Maybe of the a other. little of each. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, she her, might. Her health, is, her health is declining. She might check out. You're right. And uh, and I don't wish any ill will towards her either. And yeah. I can't stand the woman. But I don't wish any ill will toward her. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do that. Yeah, it's kind of well. Dark. The matrix will shift dramatically, for, and I'm just saying this as, a, as an obvious statement: is if you take Senior Bush, you take whether it's Bill or Hillary, you take Soros and and maybe one of the Rockefellers or Rothschilds, and then they pass away here in the next few years. The the matrix will shift dramatically because the power, in my opinion, the negative energy power that comes as a result of their power control matrix will shift more more so than it already is. Well, they're, I'm, the deep state, I'm sure, is trying to groom uh, younger blood to come in and take over when they when they are incapable of carrying on anymore. Not that they'll succeed, not now. As long as they give us David Hogg, we're safe. <laughs> David Hogg. <laughs> I call him David Hogwash. I found a drink in a, in a in an Arizona little supermarket. The the the, the label on the drink said Hogwash. <laughs> I had to buy it if I was a little sugar drink, a little hogwash, you know, 50 cent sugar drink. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) So, Star, I I do want to thank you for hanging out for a moment here. I I don't want to take up your time. 
that's okay. You can take it up. Oh, okay. You're, oh, I'm, you're I'm free to. Going. Okay. I, I just don't, you know, I, I thought you might have stuff to do. I don't know. Oh, I'm listening to you. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to hang out. You're more than welcome to stay here. It's up to you. Yeah. Just hang out here if you want. I, I was just going to say a few nights ago, I was on Yuck Nasty's show. It was his um, birthday. Yeah, so happy uh, late birthday, even though it's... I didn't know that. Yeah. I've enjoyed some conversations with the yuck. He's a character. I like the yuck. Yeah, I was over I there. Too. Yeah, he's a I'm great sorry guy. I missed it. Yeah, he was doing his own thing, having his own show. I believe that was um, Wednesday night. Yeah, I went over there and called in and hung out with him. He was drinking, having a good time. It was fun. He's good. I like Yuck Nasty. He's a character. No doubt. He's, oh, oh, you mentioned his name. He's like, his personality jumps out immediately. Yes. Yeah. So I was there and, you know, I started, I started trashing Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo. Um, not, not even because I, I dislike them. It's because their, their whole act has gone kind of stale. It's nothing personally or nothing personal rather. Uh, they all seem like great people. I, I, I personally like them. It's just can't listen to their shows anymore. It's been that way for a long time, and I'm not even sure why I we even got into talking about that when I was on their show, on Yuck Show. But I just thought that was kind of funny. I, I was just started going off on them, and sometimes that happens here on 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 this show. Well, you know, I like your format, though, Michael. Seriously, uh, there's a a real natural and real flow, and I just sense a lot of truth and honesty. And you're respectful and you're polite, but yet you're not afraid to state what you know your feelings and thoughts are. And so it makes it fresh. So I enjoy listening to you. I enjoy tuning in. There's only a few, a handful of shows that I really enjoy, and you're one of them. So well, thanks for that. yeah, thanks for that. There's lots of great shows out there. Nah, nah. What he says is crap. I just love his voice because it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like well, Phoenix. I'm a, I'm a heterosexual male, so I'm not tuning <laughs> I'm in that factor. You, you channeled Phoenix right there. <laughs> yeah, voice porn. He's all, he always says that. That Phoenix. It's a crazy guy. I, I do appreciate him. I wish he'd call in too. Yeah. Come on, Phoenix. He's a great guy. I'll, I'll, jump off, I'll jump off the line if Phoenix calls in. That's if he calls in. I don't think he's going to call in. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. And uh, Monica Lewinsky also in the news recently. I'm not sure if both of you caught that. I just thought that was a rather interesting. Nope. Yeah. As long as they keep Stormy uh, Stormy Daniels or whatever that. I'm just saying she she's held up. I saw a photo of Monica and I just thought, wow, she's doesn't look as awful as I remembered. Is it Cody? Is that you? She's the one they did. They decided not to kill her for some reason. By the way, um, the story. I couldn't hear anything you said. Someone had called in here and I'm not sure what happened there. So, yeah, I'm just saying I'm it's, I would love the story behind the story, which is how, why and how they decided not to kill Monica Lewinsky. You know, if you go with the theory that the, the Clintons have a list, which is, you know, I wasn't there, so I can't prove their list, but the, it's pretty obvious that there was a lot of people that trailed the Clintons that uh, were suicided. So you just wonder, how does it that Monica survived all that? I just, that's good question. Me. Yeah, good question. Very good. What was, I was listening to something last night that, the Clinton body count may be up to 40. Really? Well, like 130, 140. Speaking of which, I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, uh, Cody was calling in. Cody. Cody, he's, uh, he's a longtime listener. I'm not exactly sure why it wasn't working, but let me try something here. Hopefully that works. But anyways, going back, uh, to Monica, let's, let's go back in time 
and hear what Bill Clinton said in this audio clip. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time. I believe them. These allegations are false. They're false. And I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Do you remember that? When that oh, I, yeah. yeah. Good God. You know, isn't, it, isn't that strange define, to hear that? Define sexual relations, though. Really, that's the bottom line in that whole deal. What is what what is his what is his in what is his so, impression of what a sexual relation is? It's so weird to hear his voice, though. It's just it's so funny to hear that. And speaking in that context, and by the way, Cody is on the line. Cody, what's up, man? Michael, how are you, man? Can you hear me okay? I'm hearing you good. You sounded kind of sound like you're going to do the Mad Martian impression. No, I actually had a frog in my throat, but it almost worked out that way. Good Lord. It, that that impression hurts my throat. Yeah, it's, oh my it's gosh. kind of rough on the throat. And uh, for those that don't know Cody, he's kind of like the master impressionist out there. I try. I try. You do a goddamn good job, Cody. Kind of selling Who's yourself your favorite, Cody? Who's your favorite? Oh, gosh. I like um, – I'm really good at – I would have to say I'm best at probably Mad Martian. He does. I would have to say. Jesus. It, it, I'm probably the best. If you heard him. Give us a quickie. I've never heard it. I want to hear a little quickie. If, if you heard him do it, you, you might think it's the real guy. Never well, heard it. you know, uh, maybe we can go over there to my website over there, thefacesofmars.com, and I'll talk about Miss Oakland. There it is. <laughs> I told you, I after a while, it just hurts my throat. It's like, ah. Oh. I know it's it's got to really strain the throat there. I, you know, and sounds like uh, somebody in Cody's family had sexual relations with the Martian at one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You calling him Simon Parks now? <laughs> What's that? I was teasing you, bro. Yeah, Simon Parks. Oh, he had sexual relations with a extraterrestrial. Allegedly. Allegedly. You never yes. know. He might have. It could could be, man. I'm not gonna you, know. you, you really never know. Maybe it was a woman dressed as an ET and drugged you're starting them. To, you're starting to freak me out now. I know. It sounds like a start of a good know. good horror movie. Yeah. So, Cody, how the hell? Cody, how have you been? You you disappeared. Everyone's been wondering about you. Everyone's been wondering about Star. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, I came back from the dead. There, I've been kind of. You've been resurrected. Missing. Yeah, I've been missing in action. I've had a lot of different stuff going on in my life, man. And uh, I just, I didn't think I was going to make it there for a while. And then. Uh, Jesus, what do you, what do you mean? Of, well, you know, I just had to disappear, man. I, I got in kind of a funk and uh, had to just put, to put it, uh, put it this way. I had to get out of it, I guess. And uh, you got into a funk. It's been really tough. Just yeah. a bunch of neurological stuff going on and uh yeah all kinds of stuff and it's just i uh very very tough time you need a break uh, you need a break from society i need a break from this planet that too i'll tell you that i hear you cody (laughs) that that's why i love out-of-body experiences i can just leave this place that's why i like i'm I'm having them every night now actually are you now focus and try i can get out like every night so i'm really happy about that how far are we going cody are we leaving the neighborhood you know sometimes i find Mm -hmm. um 
I stick around, like just kind of experiment, like in my house and stuff. But you, you betcha, man. I go, I go as far as I can. I, I end up in places. It's like, it's like, where the hell am I? I don't know. You know, it's just like I end up in places. I don't even know where the hell I am. And I don't ask questions. I kind, I just kind of land there and I just kind of play along with it. You know, just kind of roll with it. But Very it's nice. weird. It's weird. Did you ask Cody a quick question? Oh yeah, go ahead. Ask Cody. Yeah. yeah. And Cody, uh, Michael knows I'm a little playful and sarcastic, but you wouldn't be faking the funk right now, would you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Cody, he's actually someone who's done lots of um, astral projection. Oh yes. He's done lots of lots of lucid dreaming and astral projection, uh, studying with uh, our good friend uh, Robert Bruce. Robert Bruce, yeah, one of my, uh, oh man, he's just such a great guy. We were talking earlier, actually. We yeah. keep in contact a lot. Yeah. Michael, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop off. Yeah, go Good ahead, night, Star. Th- thanks for hanging out Bye, with Star. us here. Thank you. We missed you. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of our sexy voices when you hang up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you bet I will. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my goodness. Good night, Star. Bye bye. And there she goes. So yes, Cody. You've had lots of one-on-one sessions with Robert, right? Yeah, I've had a couple of them, and he, uh, oh man, he helped me out of a, a lot of things in my life. He really helped me out a lot, really a lot. Yeah, he's a good guy. Great a guy. Really Great good guy. guy. I love Robert. I could yeah. literally just message him, and, and he's willing to be on here. Yeah, and you know, I'm a night owl, so I'm up at night at like three in the morning, and nobody else is up, and uh, he's in Australia, so it's like, you know, he's, it's like daytime over there. So it's yeah. pretty cool. He's up and about. Yeah. Well, what state, what state do you live in, Cody? Can I ask? Yeah, I'm in Colorado. Oh, I love it. Anywhere near Southern Colorado? Uh, but Pueblo area, you know, I'm close. I'm in Colorado Springs, so I'm kind of in the middle of all that. You might be close to the Mad Martian. I am close to the Mad Martian. Oh, that, shit. That's another crazy thing. Did you, I'm very close. Did you go visit him? No, I haven't. Oh my God. I haven't visited. You it, have but to. You, know, uh, <laughs> you have to. You know, I'm a. Well, you know, I'm a storm. Ch- I'm actually a storm You're chaser. A storm so chaser, might, right? Yeah, I might. Uh, I might run into him out there one day. Oh he's shit! He's out in that area. It gets storms a lot. I like that. You never know. I might. I might just pull up, and he might just walk up to me like. You know, just, oh, I can't do it. I was going to do an impression <laughs> of my throat, though. I can't do it. Oh, man. It's, it's dying on me. It's really good. You you do insane impressions. Yeah, it's it's practice. You know, uh, like I told you, I have, uh, I have Tourette syndrome, so I often find myself just repeating things and like I'll hear people talk and all of a sudden I try and talk like them and, you know, it just, it just takes so, like five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really damn good at this. So that's what it is. It's it's through Tourette's that you've become this like master impressionist almost. Yeah. Jesus, Cody, you need to really hone in. You need to really hone in into this. I, 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 Cody, it's I got to share something with you. The yeah, Galactics, the Galactics, do not call it Tourette's. They call it dimensional jumping. So you High are vibration. a dimensional jumper. That I do, I totally agree with that. All these go. labels, I, I've been diagnosed with everything under the sun, man. I, they say I had autism as a kid, and then they said I had Asperger. I'm just like, no, I'm a, I'm a. I just tell people I'm an alien. That's You're right. I'm just, he's a hybrid. He's a hybrid. <laughs> that's that's. He's a hybrid. That's yeah, right. Full blown. He's got DNA activated that that we haven't had the pleasure of having having activated quite yet. At least not me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, I'm like the Energizer Bunny, though. Oh, my God, I have so much energy inside of me. Holy moly. I'm just, I, it's hard for me to calm down. I always have to be moving and stuff just because I feel all that energy inside me. I got to be doing something. Yeah. I'm always moving. Right. I was going to say, you're probably very hyper, aren't you? Oh, my God. Yeah. I hear Bounce you. off the walls. But then I'll hit a period where I'm just, like, completely, like, I get all warm and, like, I get quiet and I don't, uh, I just, like, totally opposite. It's just weird. I, I jump. I jump. I definitely jump. Yeah, I can see that. You you can tell now. Yeah, I'm all, I can I'm feel all fired it. up. I can feel your energy. I was, I was excited to call into the show, man. I was love like, that. I, I've, I've missed uh, End of Days Radio or uh, the Michael Deacon program. I went over uh, – it was hard to find you because I, I went over to the old website. Right. And I was going, oh, things have changed so much. I know. You're like, what happened here? Yeah, I was all confused. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I you know the, bo- the bottom line is if you're into listening to radio and podcasts Saturday night, there, in my opinion, there is no better show to listen to than the Michael Deacon End of Days. Oh, that's all. Nice. Thanks for that. Hands down. It was a, it was a fun time. It was a great time. You could, yeah, it is. It's fun, and it's you got great guests, and uh, you let them ramble, and then you, you let people call in and ask some wild and crazy questions, and that's all cool. Yeah, it makes for a better time. Yeah. It really so you've does. been out to the uh, this the uh, Crestone, uh, the, what is it called out there? The uh, the UFO Watchtower. You mean I haven't? Oh, Cody, yes, I was going to add on to that. Go for it. Oh no, I I have no idea. I have no idea what that even is. Do uh, you know, Michael? You know what the UFO Watchtower is, right? I'm assuming. One you know. one moment here. I believe Max has joined the conversation. What's cool. cracking? What's cracking from the car? Max, you're in the vehicle. Max. Yeah, in the vehicle on the Bluetooth. Very nice. Listening. Uh, Cody is here, a longtime listener, as you remember, Max. Oh, yeah. It's so nice I'm hearing here. his uh, voice in the Mad Martian has surfaced again. The, the Mad Martian, yes. It's nice. It's hilarious. It really is. I'm glad everyone's back, uh, back to our old roots here. Yeah, it's good. And, and uh, you know, Star was on there. My God. I know. It, it's really good to hear all of your voices. It's insane. It it really is. It really is. And Max, are, are you currently driving around or are you parked somewhere? I'm actually driving. I'm in transit right now, oh, driving shit. down Ventura in Los Angeles. And yeah, it's like a sea. I call it a sea of red and white lights. Oh, God. It's me and a little screenwriting action right there. But, have uh, you been yeah. out to Catalina Island, Max? Yes, I have. Yeah, Catalina's cool. I'm going there next week at my, for, for my first time. I, I heard this. Ooh. I heard it could be an enjoyable and a, possibly a U, USO type experiences going on out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Right on. Hopefully it'll be nice and warm. Hopefully it'll be still still be warm. The weather's been up and down out here, so yeah, it'll hopefully be nice and warm. Yeah, as long as it's around 70, I'm good or 60 something. Hey Max, did oh, you yeah. did you get a image or a photo of uh, that Monica Lewinsky recently? Oh no! What's what? Oh no! Oh no! She's held up pretty good. Oh yeah, cause she yeah, she's not bad. She say. well back when all that went down, she was you know well rounded. Yeah, and literally. Exactly. Mm hmm. Man, I'd take her out and buy her a sweater. She's you know yeah. a lot I, a lot better looking than what she used to look like. That's for sure. Absolutely, I try Cuban in that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, you and you and Bill both. Good, Max. Good. You and Bill both. I mean, my goodness. 
That's that Bill Clinton. <laughs> a Cuban in a fresh sweater would be quite lovely. <laughs> that, that's, that is kind of unusual, however. Um, this whole, this whole topic, because really you kind of can't help but wonder what kind of conversation that must have been with him and, uh, Hillary. Yeah. It must have been pretty awkward. Yeah. How do you explain I, that one? I, uh, would love to be a fly on that wall. That's like the most famous blowjob. But just think about it though. I mean, but, but imagine the, uh, Trump conversations. Another one. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Melania, she can't be that happy with Trump. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Is she really? Is, is she? Is she happy? Is she? Tell me. No. no I need to know. No, she's. You can. You can see it all. She's a trooper, though. You know what? I respect her for being a trooper because she's just like putting on the the smiley face, regardless. You, you think? You think that that relationship is done once um he's out of there? Oh yeah. She's gonna sell the book. Well, no, no. She's gonna come out with never. with. He's gonna come out with Oprah. <laughs> she's gonna be dancing with. She's gonna be dancing with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I could only imagine. Hilarious. Could only imagine, but yeah, that whole situation is is rather weird, especially from the outside looking in. Yeah. Especially being a man, yes. knowing that you know all men have done things we're not proud of, especially with with um the opposite sex. So I mean, I could only imagine how horrible all these things are, especially when you're under that whole microscope. Right. Yeah. God damn! I hate it's that. Crazy. It's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to hate these people. I want to hate all the celebrities, but then at the same time, I, I love everyone, and I can't help but feel bad. Well, they're victims too. It's the human part in me, I guess. You're right. In my opinion, they're they're victims. You know, and I'm not giving them an excuse, but the reality is, is they were tricked. I, I think most so. Of them were tricked. I think they might have been lied to somewhere along the way. Oh yeah, they were deceived. Oh, yeah. They got lost somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. exactly. I think I think that might be true. And once you're in, it's harder to get out, much harder to get out than it is to get in. Yeah. Yep. Right? Terrible. And by the way, you folks are familiar with Artie Lang, correct? Mm-hmm. You guys yes. know Artie? A yes. little bit? He had to cancel a few shows because of a health issue. Ooh. Yeah, apparently just a week before he's due in a court to be sentenced for drug possession, <laughs> Artie Lang canceled a few. Well, actually, he canceled one of the more recent comedy shows. Because of uh, health concerns, poor guy. Really, I, I, you know, I hope he doesn't end up dying like Patrice O'Neill, because he also mm, is yeah. suffering from complications of diabetes. He's that large, heavy-set man that doesn't eat and drink properly. Correct. Correct. That's Art- that's Art- yeah. Art- yeah. Do you mix that with stress and drugs and food and and stress and drugs and food? Oh my! I mean, that's a that's a deathly cocktail in Hollywood. Yeah, he was supposed yep. to perform at a place called Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove in Springfield just uh, May 10th. But apparently hours before he took stage, his organizers called and canceled the event. But yeah, that that sucks though, man. He's a great comedian. So to have another one who's so good just fall off again, it yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. Comedy's interesting. There's a lot of folks that have really made some careers out of it. Yeah, it's a nice outlet. I really. I what about what uh, Jim Carrey's done? He's Jim he's Carrey out of the business, and now he's creating these characters. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're pretty entertaining and interesting politically. Uh, yeah. you know, mess, you know, whatever. Those but, portraits, I mean, right? Is, is he, yeah, more, I mean, he's got he's created a whole nother uh, art form in this. Not really, literally, but in the sense that he's you know he's reviving it. It seems like. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree That's with good. you. His portraits are very funny. I think one of the most recent ones is one with Mike Pence. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. Oh yeah, it is pretty creepy. Did you see the uh, Giuliani or the Giuliani or Giuliani? (laughs) (laughs) Are people supposed to think I'm going to forget about Mayor Giuliani about the things he's allegedly involved in? Oh God! Am I supposed to forget? Mafia crook is ridiculous. I'll say it. You don't have to. I can't defend him. I mean, everyone I talk to, it's they they sort of try to dance around it, and I'm and I just pull them back to the whole 9/11 thing. I think there's still questions unanswered on his on his part. Oh, oh since you mentioned 9/11, have you had a chance to have a follow-up chat with Jim, uh, Mr. Fetzer from uh, last week or whatever? When I dropped that other stuff on him? No, I actually haven't talked to him about yeah, that. We, interesting. What he see? What he comes up with that? That's uh, uh, yeah. I'll I'll mention it to him. What we talked about yeah. last time uh, when I spoke to him through email was uh, me winning the appeal uh, from YouTube about Sandy Hook. Right on. Yeah, he wants to know exactly what I wrote. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know, you, but hold on one second. Andy, are you there? Yeah, what's up, guys? I uh, heard oh, you guys nice. all calling in, and I told you if Max calls in, I'll call in. So yeah. I am. Max, he, he wanted to give you a hug. I love that. He wanted to give you a I'm kiss. Uh, For I me to poop on. He wanted to I'll go to. Up his leg. Max, he wanted to go <laughs> to a few uh, marches with you. <laughs> A few marches in a few marches in Canada with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Uh Trudeau. Yeah, sure. You could hang out with Gary and Dino in Palm Springs and get the same experience. Oh, no. Right? Did I really have to do that? I don't know. Did you have to do that? Did I really have to mention them like that? In such a regard. I don't know. You that gave them free publicity. Yeah, that Palm Springs okay. uh, it's all right. was a little strong right there. No one listens to them. It's all right. <laughs> it was so obvious. There was no there was no intrigue in the Palm Springs drop right there. <laughs> Lots of listeners from Palm Springs. They support this program. That, you know, they fully, I love Palm Springs. Let me tell you. They fully get behind like, this program. I like desert. That's what he said. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's where uh, gay people retire from L.A. and they go to Palm Springs. And... They sure do. Lots of listeners there. Yeah, <laughs> they buy Bentley. Love them they though. Drive around and uh, you know eat expensive. They're wealthy. They're they're, they're real. Well. They got lots of money out there in Palm Springs. The the uh, gay community there. Hey, uh, Max. Quick question. Uh, did you get your tacos or what's going on? I went with a wrap. I went healthy tonight. I didn't oh, kill the insides. Yeah. All right. I might need a hey, dinner uh, tonight. Is Cody still on? Yeah. I'm still here. I'm lurking. He's lurking in the shadows. <laughs> ah, yeah, man. I haven't heard of you in a long time, dude. What's up, man? And, uh, what, what was the other guy, man? Yeah, no, I was, I was trying to call him because, like, you were saying that you were going through shit. Hey, man, I am too, but just hang in there, man. It all works out. Oh, yeah. It, it'll it'll all work out. It's just, what can I say? It's, it's just, just it, it, it sucks. Sometimes. It sucks being in the suck. It sucks being in the suck. That's right. Get through right. it, and then, it and then once you get out of it, you know, it just works out. Just, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but just, you know, just remember it, and then hopefully it won't happen again, you know? That's all I'm saying. That's right. You got it, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, hey, it was the other guy that used to call in. Uh, do you remember, Cody, the other guy that used to call in all drunk all the time? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the, to- the Todd guy. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, Todd, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's drunk right now. <laughs> yep, I bet he is. Bet He's he drunk is. right now. Yeah. yeah. That's a good no, thing, that's though. That's the one yeah, guy I, I can't do an impression of. 
I don't think anyone can. It's just really hard. you got to get drunk as shit before you can try to imp- uh, do an impression of him. It's tough, yeah. yeah and Cody, but, uh, you're, not, you're not much of a drinker either, huh, Cody? You kind of stay away from that. No, you know, I, uh, I'll have, um, oh. I'll have like some tasty, uh, okay. drinks every now and then if I go right. out, but you know, for All the right. most part, uh, I'm on Valium, so I have to be careful. Oh my uh, God. You know, yeah. You're having a your own. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You can't mix that shit. Man. Yeah, that's how people die. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to mix those pills. You're going to end up like, uh, Chris Farley. I know. I got I to be careful. Well, didn't Chris Farley die from cocaine, though? Yeah, but the guy, he yeah, but he was also doing all sorts of pills. Oh, he's popping pills? Yeah, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, I remember, uh, I, dude, what happened to, um, what was it, uh, Rotten.com? Remember that? That's how they were. Ron, yeah, Rotten.com, right. Yeah, I remember that. They had, uh, he, they found him in a fucking, in the backseat, uh, sign of the backseat, back trunk of his car, right? Yeah, yep. Isn't that what it was? Again, foaming, yeah, it's like, it was crazy, man. What the fuck? But, um, yeah, I know. Um, so I'm, I told you guys I'm in Georgia, and apparently where I'm from now, like the area, show intervention. Do, do you guys know the show intervention? Intervention, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they uh, they filmed uh, the whole season 2016 over here. Like, there's like uh, they call it the triangle. Uh, oh. That's where they have mass and fucking all that shit over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when I moved in, it was 2015. I didn't know about that. But then now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, all these people I see, you know, at bars or going outside, you know, to like the stadium and whatnot. You can totally see that it's like prevalent out here. It's like, it's just oh, insane. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Well, yeah. Like you just see, like, you, you just tell the people are on it. But I, you don't notice it until you actually see it. I knew a girl. I knew a girl whose uncle was on that show. For heroin. Really? Yeah. Random huh. tidbit there. But you know, yeah, the craziest man. one I saw is the lady that fucking, uh, the whole town banned her from buying alcohol. The whole and town? And she started drinking the, uh, yeah, like the whole town was like, Damn. no, you're not going to get any alcohol. That's not she good. She started uh, buying hand sanitizer. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. You've heard about that, right? I, yeah, it's yeah. the lady that, uh, it was like it was 10 a.m. She was fucking plastered on her front lawn like like done i think i might have seen that episode (laughs) yeah you know when things are when things get that bad and you're you're drinking i would think that's bad that's That's the worst yeah my god can i can't believe there's people like that but there is the other episode that i liked from that was the one with with the uh, whippets oh i think i saw that one no the that's the whipped cream right where they just uh do the nas yeah or the dust cleaner that you could buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, computer cleaner, right? The keyboard right, cleaner. Right, right. I remember yeah. I remember one uh, kid I went to high school with, he knocked his two front teeth out after he took a giant whippet in the parking lot. Wow. He got suspended afterwards. See, I, I mean, I would think, like, hey, man, just take a shot or two. What an idiot. You know? And instead of doing that, it's like, and I, I mean, I understand that. It's like, dude, just ask someone outside, hey, give me a beer. Yeah, it's, it's a really, that. really dumb but there are people who are into that. People like doing that sort of thing. Yeah. You know who popularized the Whippet? Who? Who? The, Devo? Back in the uh, the late 70s, early 80s, it was that band Devo. Uh, Whippet really good? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that was a good tune. You remember play that now. tune sometimes, Michael. That's a good tune. I've never played that actually on the, on the program. Okay. I'd be sure, that you know what you should play is um, fun of it on the Simpsons. What was that? They made fun of it on The Simpsons. They uh, mm. they had a 
I'll send it to you. It's uh, Smithers singing uh, the thing, but with different words. Very cool. And um, by the way, Andy, did you listen to the entire interview earlier? Yeah, I did. You were, That's why I kept typing in the chat room, like, give me more reptilian wars. You, you were not satisfied until you got the reptilian wars, right? And he never talked about it after. Um, he started with it, and then he never talked about it. Well, ne- next time I bring him on, we're gonna just get right into that. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I mean, I know it's, I mean, I know what it is about, you know, whatnot. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it's just, it's good to hear stuff like that. It's hard you know? to say, isn't it? Right, yeah, Eric? It's I mean, kind of hard, Eric. Yeah. Well, where do you live, Andy? What's don't say hard. hard. Don't say hard. Sorry. What state are you in? Andy? Hard. What state am I in? I'm in Georgia. Yeah. Well, Oh, there's a guy that lives in Hawaii that's named Dr. Sasha Lesson, who, according to my research, is, and I've spoken to him personally, he's one of the experts on the reptilians. He's been here. Going back. Yeah, yeah. And he's heard him. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah. If you want to, you want to know about reptilians, uh, go read his stuff because he's got the ancient okay. history going back to the cosmic, uh, before they were even here on oh. Earth when they arrived and, and started trans, uh, terraforming our planet. Yeah. If you don't mind, post it in the chat room, like post a link to it and then I'll look into it. But Segno, okay, remember your uh, talking, uh, fucking uh, goddamn uh, I'm not sure no, Michael uh, last last Saturday you had a guy talking about Fallout, right? Remember that? Yeah, Robert Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 replaying Fallout New Vegas and I'm playing um a, a DLC from it and they have uh, these guys I call them troglodytes. Remember that old school show from the 70s, uh, Land of Lost? Of course. They have some shit left there too, like it's just you know the reptilians coming out of the earth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's um that was kind of crazy because I was like I just started it. I'm like whoa, that kind of is kind of weird, but that kind of makes sense, like you know. Yeah, that that's a good game though. You could. You oh, could... I fucking love it, dude. I, yeah. I I think I told you when you when you first uh, moved the show away from that dumbass guy, the meth head, and then I called in and you started talking about stuff like that. Like it's just weird. So. Yeah, it's a good time. And, of course, we all recall the UFO that's in Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Oh, no, there's, there's no uh, UFOs in Vegas, is it? No. Hmm. No, that's Fallout 3. Fallout 3 has a UFO. Yeah, but there's a mod that you could get. Oh, I don't I do not do mods. Oh, that's right. You were playing it elsewhere. I was playing on an Xbox. Yeah, yeah that, that's actually an issue that I had. Really, just the whole Xbox 360 not being able to run Fallout New Vegas properly. It was really choppy at times. Oh, you know why it was? It's because it was rushed. Is that what it was? You're probably right if that's true. It was rushed. They gave them a year and a half to do it, but it's way better than Fallout 3. They kept cool to the lore. But here's the fucked up thing. Um, They gave the developers a year and a half, right? They're like, hey, cool, we'll pay you. But they gave them a clause to get residuals. They told them if you if you get 85 percent, you know, uh, approval from the community, we'll give you residuals. And guess what happened? They gave the community gave them 84 percent, so they got cut out. <laughs> Brutal figures. Yeah, that sucks. But no, I, I fucking love Vegas. Um, I think I when I started talking to you um, before the, uh, that, oh, that's where my train of thought uh, went to. Uh, when that game came out. I told you I had like 40 days of in-game time on Fallout New Vegas. Like 40 days. That's how much I love it. That's dedication. Yeah. Good lord. And I still can't, and I still haven't found anything, like the whole, I haven't figured like everything else in there. So I got to go back and find some more stuff. It's a damn good story. And a lot of people don't even realize that 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 whole series really influenced this program. Really? A lot of the things in there. End of days. Have you played Fallout 1 and 2? Of course. 
the whole storyline about Fallout too. The whole storyline is about this program almost. It's really? Like a, it's Holy almost shit. like it's almost like we exist in the same timeline. It's a whole wow. apocalyptic thing that all ties together uh with uh, New Vegas and or New Vegas, New California, which we're seeing now. How so? Well, what's going on here in California, Andy? Did you forget? Yeah, I'm not there anymore. So yeah, what's I, oh, going that's on right. California? You can't. You don't even remember. Besides, besides the weed. Besides the weed. There's all sorts of weird shit going on out here. Everybody wants to separate different parts of this state. Oh, that's been going on forever, though. Yeah, but they're it's not gonna happen. I think it might one day. Although I did hear. Um, I think it might. Now California. Well, here's here's the funny thing. You heard the headline that California has the five biggest GDP in the world. Yep. You heard about that? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. ten years ago, it was the third highest GDP in the world. So yep. it's not that big of a headline when you compare it. But you got to remember the reason why it's the biggest GDP is because you've got Silicon Valley. Right. That's propping California up. Right. Right. So it's a great yeah. place to be, actually. It is if you can I like, afford it. I like it there. You you've been there, right, Max? Oh yeah. It's pretty Max, nice. Yeah. It's nice there. Are you talking about Silicon Valley? Yeah, yeah. I um I told Max already, but I'll tell you guys. It's a cool I had spot. a fucking a summer summer class in San Francisco and a bunch of us pitched in, like a bunch of my people this is years ago. We paid all together about maybe maybe two thousand and we just had like just a little fucking two thousand square foot apartment. And that was just like between five of us, you know, so two thousand mm-hmm. out of five is what? Yeah. It, it's expensive out there is what I'm saying. This was like years ago. Yeah, no doubt. It is pretty pricey out here. Oh. Well most places in California are pretty expensive. It's nuts. Yeah, Valley, yeah. LA. But no, it's it's, it's more nuts. expensive up north is what I'm saying. So Well up north it's like twice the price of LA. Right. I would, say, I, would, I would say three times. Yes. Three or yes, four three times. times. Yep. Yeah, and LA isn't yep. cheap to live at either. Oh man. You guys, you guys don't understand that. The Central Coast is the uh, the jewel in the mix because the pricing here, I, that's where I live. And it's, you know, if I told you I lived uh, half a mile from the beach and I paid less than $500 a month, you probably wouldn't believe me. Where's that at? It's in Morro Bay, California. Oh wow. Interesting. So, hmm. so if you ever just want to call it quits or whatever, <laughs> this is the place to go be there. Right? Yeah. That sounds about right. Shit. Yes. Yeah, so no, no chemtrails, 65 degrees year round. Uh, very little fog. <laughs> no chemtrails, 65. How's the fishing? I have seen chemtrails, but they're not flying out here over the oceans. <laughs> how's, how's the fishing? Fishing yeah, good. I don't, I don't exactly. fish, but I do like fish. Yeah. Nice. How are the breasts? Are they at least uh, <laughs> good lord? <laughs> yeah. There's, not, there's no. They don't allow uh, strip bars anywhere in the county of San Luis Obispo. There's not a single. Uh, that sounds like you Utah. Have to it sounds like Utah already, already man. <laughs> God. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Moving here broke me of my uh, breast habit. I have to say. <laughs> I'm being for real. Are you but moving... you do save some money, so at least you've got money. Yeah, back. I saved yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Are you moving on to a ChristianMingle.com? <laughs> no, I like the one pl- plenty of fish. So. Plenty of fish, right? No, hold on. Hold on. Uh, you guys remember this one? You're never lonely on plumbersonly.com. Plumbers only. Oh, <laughs> remember that commercial? Remember that? You're never lonely on plumbersonly.com. Pedophilesonly.com or something like that. Good lord. Oh, dude, no, 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 no. Cheese pizza. By the way, Max, you never looked it up. I, I told you in chat room. Cheese pizza is how the government rids people. Like that's how Ooh. they do it. 
Oh. The pizza, CP, you know what that is. By the way, wasn't there a woman who sent like 65,000 text messages? Yeah, that was Andy's Oh, yeah, ex. that lady, yeah. Was that your ex-girlfriend? For one date? I wish, no. That would be so much easier to Actually, she was an Arizona woman, apparently. Jeez. Oh, not Florida? No, I know, right? Not Florida. This woman's actually from Arizona. She called herself the new Hitler. God damn it, Max. Why do you got, why do you got to go on Tinder and, you know, come on. <laughs> Tinder's been good for me. Oh, really? But, but it's been In bad. In LA, really? Too, really? It's been, it's been okay. It depends okay, on the day. I, you gotta send me your Tinder profile so I can just copy paste it. No, it's, it's, it's very, you gotta go bare bones on there. The more you tell, the worse it is. Just, just okay. remember to, to me. just remember to be careful on there, ladies and gentlemen. By the uh, way, you know what? Never know. Michael, the thing, you, you're right about that because there are a lot of fucking trannies on there. There is, that's what I'm saying. Hell. That's what I'm talking about. There's, there's lots of different okay. things that go on that I don't think a lot of people are Six considering. Yeah. You know how Tinder is out here, and because you, what you um you you go through, there's different types of profiles. You know, you got the the duck face selfie, and, the, the and then also you know, they got the, rid of the gold diggers already, and Backpage. So I, mean, I know they got, got rid of your they got yeah. they got rid of your favorite websites, Andy. <laughs> it's a lot of prostitution. Well, not the, there. I mean, I still fucking trade video games too. You're so. still on Grinder, going around. Oh yeah, I was never on Grinder. That was. Uh, his face, uh, Daniel, I think. Daniel and Max? <laughs> yeah. On no, Grindr there? Jesus. But yeah, you guys, but no, in all seriousness, all seriousness, we all must be careful. Not, well, not me, but those who are, uh, into that scene, really, you gotta be careful. I mean, my God, the, that guy on Christian Mingle, he like raped and, and killed a few girls there. Really? Yeah, I think it was a Del Mar man, if I recall. Huh. I'm not sure if hey, he what killed about them, that? but he raped them. What about that guy that just Jesus, got caught, Jesus, the fucking, Jesus. uh, that, that, that serial killer? He got caught through, um, Ancestry.com, remember? Oh. You hear about that? Are you talking about the Golden State killer guy? Yeah, they caught him because, uh, they, they got a partial match from a relative of his and they, they went SVU on him, you know, uh, Lawner SVU. They just basically followed him, waited for him to go to Burger King. Wow. Picked up his fucking <laughs> cup. And that's how they got him. God. Don't go to Burger oh, King now. Yeah, he didn't get his walker. Well, I don't know if it's Burger King, but that's what I'm saying. It's like they just waited for him to leave his cup unattended in the trash can and picked it up. And got him. Wow, like that's that. some Breaking Bad shit. Yeah. That's actually. That is crazy, yeah, though, that they got this guy. 50 rapes. Um, that's, that's, 50 rapes and, uh, across California in the 70s and 80s, by the way. And killings. Good Lord. And uh, I don't know if you guys uh a lot of people talk shit about Patton Oswalt. I love him though. <laughs> the comedian. His yeah. wife was, but he was right. His wife was writing a book. And he didn't kill died. his wife. No, she just. Dude, I'm just saying. That like, was a rumor. She, he gave him a good homage. Is what I'm I like him. Don't get, me, saying, don't get me wrong. I right, admire him. Right, most people are talking shit about him. Like, oh, like you know, he's going, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah, they trash him. They're talking shit about it. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, like fucking stop, like. She actually, you know, was doing something good with her life. That's know? true. So a lot of comedians, man. Yeah, I remember when. I get, well, I I get remember, sad. Like, he's he's one of the ones I like because when yeah. she died, when she died, he literally was heartbroken. He fucking went away from the world. Like, is Cody still here? Cody's still here. Oh, yeah, he's there. Yeah, yeah, Cody. You got to look up Pat Oswalt when his wife died. 
they both disappeared when she died. And then he came back once he got caught only because the guy got caught. The guy that the girl, his wife was writing about trying to figure out who this fucking asshole was. Right. And a lot of people on the internet were like, fuck you, Pat Oswalt. Like, you're just using your wife's death to promote yourself. And he's like, no, fuck that, dude. I'm here just yeah. to, you know, make sure that my wife's soul is complete. So, anyway. Yeah, it's heavy stuff. And uh, comedians are, uh, you know, I don't really like uh, most celebrities out there at all. But comedians, no, I, I'm the same I way, man. Really, I'm like, the same way. really like comedians, though. By the way, I'm going to send you a link. Uh, do you know why... Um, Robin Williams killed himself. It wasn't about money. You know why? Why? Parkinson's. Is that what he had? He found out. He oh, found out he had Parkinson's. I'll send mm. you a link. He found out he had Parkinson's. He didn't tell anyone, and he just his whole his whole life he was like, if I, if I have to drool and piss my pants and have someone changing my thing, that's when I'm done. Lord. And he finally got to the him. point where the Parkinson's wow. took him over, and he's like, yeah. Was that I'm the same way, man? Differently. What was that, Cody? Oh no! I just said I, I remember hearing about that actually. Something yeah. come up about yeah, that. Yeah, it just ago. it yeah. just came out a couple of weeks ago, Cody. It just came out. Maybe I'm time traveling. <laughs> Maybe That's, you are. Weird. You're John Fighter. You're John Cody. I thought I, I could have <laughs> swore I heard something about that. No, I'm time traveling. I guess weird. That is weird. He had a unique shaped house in uh in San Francisco too. You can actually see it if you go on like a bike tour there and. uh yeah, it's kind of a uniquely shaped house. It was kind of eerie, though, because of the way the windows were. It was, like, right around the time he died. It was the last time I was there. And uh they had, like, a uh, little kind of – you could just take a – you could just walk right up to his house. It was empty, but it was just kind of strange the way the house was uh, designed. Hmm. Send that. By the way, anyone, if you ever go to if you ever go to San Francisco, do a bike tour. Go on the uh, electric bikes. One of the best things you can ever do. Oh, yeah, because they have that over there, yeah. Yeah, I oh that. man, you go up and down the hills and street downtown San Fran, and it's it's a good time over the bridge. You know, the best time I had is yeah, doing the bridge and then hitting up uh, yep. Pier Thirty Nine, which we have to do. Yep, yep. And then you hitting up Chinatown right there, oh, getting uh, shit, just, just uh, pitch in with if, if you have a couple friends, you know, go in and mm. get a fucking Peking duck fresh, you know, from Chinatown. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Oh, you're killing me. Good fish, cocaine. Good Give me some cocaine. You know, hit up the Asian mafia. <laughs> anyway. You know, OD. <laughs> no, you won't OD. That, that's what the Peking Duck is for. Good Lord. So, gentlemen, we are coming to a close here on the program. Uh, let's hear some goodbyes here, some well wishes. And let's start with our boy Cody here. Cody, what's going on with you? Any final words, any encouraging words, or any words for our friends online? Yeah, no, I would just say... uh I uh, hope everybody's been doing good, and uh, it was uh, awesome to come back and uh, hear everybody. And uh, I was I was excited to come back. If if you couldn't tell, I've been kind of jumpy tonight, and I was ready to call in. And I just hope everyone's doing good, and uh, I will definitely be listening in the future. That's I will be here stuff. every Saturday. Oh yes, yes, yes. You've been missed. Oh yes, well, you have. It's it's been a while. That's good hearing sure. you, man. Yeah, it's good it's to good hear good. all of you guys here. Yeah. 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 All right, well, Cody. Oh, Holy I'm sorry, I just dropped something. <laughs> yeah, no, that no. wasn't me. <laughs> I was holding like this, the hell this garden exit. hose. It was yeah, a good exit, this yeah. This garden hose thing. It just fell out of my yeah, hand. Be yeah. careful out there, you guys, Cody. Yeah, you guys have a great night, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, take care, Cody.
Always. Love you, Cody. Love See you, Ben. Take it And there goes Cody. And Eric, are you still alive? Yes, sir. Oh. Eric, what's going on with you, my friend? We're gonna wrap this. We're gonna we're gonna take it home here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm planning my annual desert palm desert tour. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to Joshua Tree. I'm gonna stay at Landers. I rented a uh, nice. cabin out there. Oh, you need Pretty mushrooms cheap, out there. Yeah, we're actually we. All right, <laughs> buddy, you say that. Earlier tonight, I had that same exact discussion with a buddy of mine. He says, yeah, we're going to go out there. And uh, I said, if you got them, bro, bring them. I wouldn't do it. Run. I wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah. And uh, we're only an hour, we're only a mile from Giant Rock and about a mile from Integratron. So yeah, you're close then. Um, just, just to put it out there, uh, it's a house. I'm going to basically, you know, I'm a lone traveler, but if anybody out there listening is interested in maybe coming out and visiting out there near 29 Palms, Joshua Tree, May 21st to the 25th, you can reach me at Twitter on at Awakening Man, you know, and if, if you want to party and you want to just hang out or whatever. I've been, there, yeah, I've been there. It's a, it's a good environment. It's very fun. Yeah. Good people. So that's what I'm doing. Then, of course, contact in the desert, which I'm going to try to, uh, to br- bribe or, uh, blackmail, whatever it takes to get, uh, Mr. Deacon out there. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if we, if we are having a special private invite party on Saturday night that there will only be 60 people invited. So if Mr. Deacon does come, he will be one of the 60 invited. To VIP. I like that. Nice. Yes. Yes. VIP. At a very nice villa right there at the Marriott. So it'll Tremendous. be very nice. Uh, drinks are furbished. Uh, no admission required. Uh, we'll have the greats of Richard Dolan. And, I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's like 60 speakers at CITD. I'm sure we'll have at least half of them there at this party. Good times, my friend. Well, thanks for that. And I'll talk to yeah. you very soon here, Eric. You got it, brother. Have a good night, everybody. All right, Eric. Stay yes. up. You got it, brother. Take care. Max and Andy. My God. And then there were two. Uh, you hear Andy back there? Andy, you're Andy, Andy Yeah, Andy, Andy's fading in and out. So, Andy, um, any any final words for Max here, Andy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a shot, and I'm going to say you, you, I'm going to tell you this one thing that my uh, Switzerland, well, New Zealand father told me. Here's to me, here's to you, and if you fuck me, here's to you. Well, thanks for that, Andy. That's and, uh, Max, get yourself some tacos. All right, Andy. Take care. And uh, hey, Max. I'm sorry. Um, Make sure Michael plays me fucking Carter Night Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I I am not lying about that. That's on the outro. On the outro. Good lord. I love you guys. Fuck you guys. I love you guys. Good hearing you. Good night. Good hearing from you. Take care, Andy. And there goes Andy. What's going on with you, Max? How you been? Man, I've been good. Man, I've been just literally engulfed in creative work, man. And, uh, it's been a, it's been a really crazy intense time. A lot of projects going on, a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. I like keeping that. A low profile. I'm glad you're, yeah. you're staying busy. Yeah. Man. Keeping, keeping yeah, your nose down and grinding away. Literally keeping the nose down and grinding away on that's tender. Got, that's what you got. Oh Sorry. my God. That's what you, <laughs> that's what you got to do though. Absolutely. That's what Absolutely, you got to do. Man. Yes. So, Max, once again, thanks for being a part of the program here and hanging out with all of us. It's been fun talking to you, but it's time to bring it home. Man, hell of a show. Good hearing everybody's voice. Keep up the great work. And in and, and lieu of Star Wars on Solo, may the Force be with you. Thanks for, for that. me to poop on. Nice. All right, Max. Be safe out there. You too, my friend. Take care. And there goes Mr. Max Cole. I want to thank everyone out there who called in.
Cody Starr, Eric Max, you guys um, are great. You guys did great here on the program. Love talking to all of you out there. want to thank, of course, the nice folks over at Steampunk Radio for allowing me to stream this. It's always nice to simulcast, be on two different networks, and might be on another one very soon. Except that network is more directed towards those in the UK. More info on that soon. If you want to help this uh, program here, help fund this program, go to michaeldeacon.com and click the little donate button there. Really do appreciate it. This program completely depends on its listeners, so spread the word. I'll be back next week. I'm Michael Deacon. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Stop the Illuminati and we've got going to be on thing, but the Illuminati certainly is part of the whole thing. The top members of the Illuminati are open bushes. I could tell that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like bullshit. Like, you can just see it. How appropriate. I wish I could be in that ring with Holden right now. Just for what it's worth, I want to put in my two cents for one of the most incredibly well-rounded shows. Flawless victory.